like to start the show up. Big Sills! Love it. How could you not? Happy holiday to you, too, by the way. And I want to make sure we all know this. Thank you. Thank you for what you guys have done for our show. One of the fastest growing shows in sports on YouTube. And we thank you. I really do. And happy holidays to you and your family. Okay? Whatever your denomination. Happy holidays, man. I I just, I love this time of the year. And on top of that, the content heading into week 15 has now officially exploded. Micah Parsons, let's all make a prayer. Dear God, thank you so much for having Micah Parsons take a dump. Or as Jalen Hurts would say, a number two. On him, personally, yesterday, on a show just like this. Dear God, thank you. We heavenly pray for the Big Sills National Football Show. Micah Parsons, you are now in the bullseye. Thank you. Is he wrong? We'll get to that in a minute. Can I dissect and, you see, you could hide, you know, they have translators at the UN. And see, that's what Big Sills is here on the National Football Show. I'm a translator of sports. And I'm going to translate with Michael Parsons. Oh, by the way, the Philadelphia Inquirer calling him Michael Parsons is absolutely a great troll. Kudos to you, Inquirer. That was pretty good. His name is not Michael. It's Micah. <laughs> Taking a shit out of a guy's first name. That's a nice little shot. I, I, I have to admit. That's a big sales move. Hey, Inquirer, anytime you need content like Crossing Broad, you just come to Big Sills and I'm here to help you out here in the National Football Show with Jacob Sports. We're here for you. Just don't steal it without Xander not knowing. <laughs> he gets a little bit upset with that when people start touching the Big Sills and Xander content machine. You know what I'm saying? And that's what this is. The National Football Show is a content machine. Okay. I'm going to dissect this for you. Micah Parsons basically said, come on, man. That team's good. That guy's just a benefactor of it. He ain't that good. That's what he's saying. Is it really him? Or is it the best wide receiver duo in the NFC? Is it the best O-line? That's what he was implying. It ain't Hurts. It's that line, dude. And I would have to agree. The line's better than Jalen. There's more of them. They're dominant. That old line is the centerpiece of the Philadelphia Eagles. It ain't the quarterback. The quarterback is a benefactor to it. Dude, you could put any quarterback on that team and they would win. Anybody. Anybody. Pick them. They would win. You couldn't put Jalen on any old line and win. That's the star of the team is your O-line. He's not wrong. He didn't say anything wrong. And you know, hey, by the way, I love sports take, guys. And I threw this out. So you actually believe that Jalen Hurts is the front runner for the MVP award. 
Do you really? <laughs> Hoss, if, if Dak Prescott throws for four touchdowns on Christmas Eve, I'm not saying he'll win it, but don't be a push for him. Here, let me tell you why. And let me point it out to you. Well, Troy Aikman, Tony Romo, Michael Irvin, Moose Johnson, the Cowboy brand, the Cowboy ratings. Yeah, but Sills, what's that got to do with winning? Nothing. Stop looking at reality and thinking life is fair. Stop it. Well, that wouldn't be right. (laughs) Oh, well, you know, I know. It's okay. I know, I know, I know, honey. I know. Dude, they want to give the MVP award to Dak Prescott. The NFL wants the cow. Hey, let's do this. Who do you think the NFL wants in the Super Bowl? The Philadelphia Eagles or the Cowboys? Ask yourself that. Yeah, but what's that got to do with the guy? Nothing. (laughs) Zero. Don't you get that the National Football League, just like ESPN does with bowl games, they don't put the best teams in the bowl games. They put the most popular teams in the bowl games. Yeah, but Jalen's no shit. Got nothing to do with reality and how the league works. The league works off a of popularity contest. So does the MVP voting. Your guy has no chance. Now, oh, let me reel that back in. If Hertz plays his ass off on Christmas Eve and there's a five touchdown, 400 yard performance, and it's a coming out party, absolutely, people will go, wow. Dude, there was a coming out party for Patrick Mahomes. That Monday night game four years ago between the Rams and the Chiefs. Holy cow. Patrick Mahomes is everything they said he is. Right now, people are saying this about Jalen. Man, what a really good year. And you know what you guys are doing? You're pointing out the most important thing, but the least important thing. He's 12-1. and You don't ever hear anybody talking about Patrick Mahomes' record. But that's part of the narrative for Jalen. Nobody talks when you're talking serious MVP candidates. You ever hear anybody bring up Joe Burrow's numbers on winning and who he's lost to and who he's beaten? No. You ever hear anybody talking about the Chiefs and their record? No. The only guy that's in the MVP conversation that you'd go 12 and 1. You guys post it all the time. You don't talk about those other guys with their records. That's a team. That's a team thing. We was told all offseason it wouldn't matter the talent on offense because Hurts couldn't get him the ball. What do you mean? Uh, Hey, Flex, congratulations. He's improved. He's improved. He's 12-1. and Keep saying that. It hurts him when you say that. Telling Jalen Hurts is 12-1 and and posting that, Hassan, doesn't help him. What do you mean? 
He's got the best record in the league. <laughs> okay. So it's his team. That's what part that's what Parsons is saying. Every time you guys post that, you feed into Micah Parsons' narrative. 12 and 1. Is it the team? Or is it Jalen? That's exactly what he's saying. You never bring up Mahomes' record. You never bring up Allen's record. You never bring up Burrow's record. You never bring up any of those guys' record. Only Jalen. 12 and 1. <laughs> Excuse me, Anthony. I didn't move the goalpost. Michael Parsons did. Wasn't me. Wasn't me. I didn't move the goalpost. Parsons moved it on you. 12 and 1. Keep posting it. Keep posting it. It bleeds into his narrative. Hey, see? Even the fans go 12 and 1. That's a team accomplishment, not a Hurts accomplishment. Cowboys were 4 and 1 with Cooper Rush. Yeah, actually, their offense is now almost number one, the Cowboys, since Dak's been in there. That would disqualify Dak from the MVP race. Not when you have mouthpieces for the Cowboys in every single media outlet. CBS, NBC. Hey, is Jason Garrett part of the NBC Sunday night broadcast? Boom! Jerry Jones has the Cowboys in every single media outlet. NBC Sunday night, CBS main broadcast with Nance, Aikman, Monday night, Michael Irvin, NFL Network. Moose, number two on Fox. Yeah, but our guy will... <laughs> Dude, that coming out party Christmas Eve is going to be big for the kid. Right now, he's got no shot at winning the MVP. Watch this. Sills, are you saying that he hasn't put the... No. I'm saying Jalen's been the most consistent quarterback all year. I'm here with you telling you that. Parsons is the first NFL guy to come out and go, is it really him? Look at Ryan, Dak for MVP. Yeah, that's what the NFL wants to see, Ryan. The Eagles in the Super Bowl instead of the Cowboys. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. Sorry to put it out there to you like that, friends. But the league don't want you to have an MVP. That's Joel and B. By the way, stop crying at Sixer fans and Philly fans. Shut up and play. Just be quiet. If you got a problem with the coaches, that's one thing. But just, we want, I think they want me to betray. Shut up. Shut up, please. You're hurting yourself. People like you, Joel. Just be quiet. Just be quiet. Okay? Go out and play. Go play hard. Okay? Just go out and play. Just shut up. <laughs> I mean, seriously. The one fan base you don't want to piss on is the Eagles or Sixers, or Flyers, or Phillies, because you know why? Hard to get back out of that pond once you're underwater. Okay? They put cement shoes on you, like Nicky Scarfo's with you, baby. <laughs> yeah. 
Just, just, just go play, Joel. Just shut up. Okay? Jimmy G! Howie, Jimmy G will be ready for the NFC title game. He'll win it. Maybe. I got the Eagles going to Super Bowl, though. Jalen Hurts MVP. Only in Philly. Nowhere else. They want to give it to Burrow, Mahomes, Allen. By next week, Joe Burrow will be the favorite. No, 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 no. Jalen will be the favorite. Dak will, if they beat the Jags, hey, I'm just telling you, Cowboys, dude, better get ready for the Eagles, man. But you better take care of business on Sunday. And by the way, I want that team to win. I want that team to be with all their wins on Christmas Eve. I don't want you to lay an egg prior to that game. I want them at their best. So there's no excuses. How you doing? Woo, baby. Christmas Eve. Mm-mm. Right now, your guy's got no shot at winning the MVP. Christmas Eve will dictate whether he does or not. Yeah, but Danny, look, look at how important he's... <laughs> Don't talk about right and wrong. It's got nothing to do with this. I, 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 and, and I love Rob. And I hear Rob saying, I don't know how you don't. Yes, he does. Because it's a popularity contest. And he knows it. He, but, and I do agree. Would it be wrong if this guy ends up 16 and one? But Micah Parsons kind of threw water on it. Well, that's a team award. You can't put that on him. Even though I think you have to. Quarterback's responsible for winning and losing? Well, if you kick his ass for losing, you got to prop him up for winning. I, I I subscribe to that. You take a shit on a guy and he's losing? I, I'm sorry, man. You start with the quarterback. He makes the most. He gets all the girls. He cashes all the paychecks. He gets all the endorsements. I'm sorry. I'm starting there. Starting there. This guy's cashing checks and kissing cheerleaders. I'm sitting over here. Hey, man, that's a team award. Yeah, it is. I get it. How you doing, MVP? Give me a break. He's got to have a coming out party. He hasn't had his coming out party yet. Cooper Rush is not a coming out party. What you always tell us, the guys in Vegas that... Yeah, this week, you wait till that Cowboy. Dude, if Dak Prescott wins that game on Christmas Eve, flex, flex. <laughs> what you always tell us if guys in Vegas put the money down. Absolutely, you're right. Hurts is the, you really think Jalen Hurts is winning the MVP award? He don't have my vote. He don't have my vote yet. He does not have my vote. When I look at the top flight guys in the league and the best players in the league, he ain't it. As Michael Parsons says, he's on a really good team. Oh, no. <laughs> Reality strikes again. 
Can he win it? I would never deny him that. He goes for four touchdowns on Christmas Eve. Absolutely gets it. Absolutely. It'd be hard-pressed for you to yank that vote away from me not giving it to him. He shits the bed Christmas Eve. It's over. It's over. Finish fifth. So tell us where Hurts needs to improve. It's, you're missing it, Solo. He has improved. He is good. He is putting an MVP season up. What's that got to do with reality? Dude, stop putting the team award up. 12 and 1. 12 and 1. Nobody talks like that about the other MVP guys. Don't you understand? That's what Michael Parsons is telling you. Michael Parsons is telling, that's what he's telling you. 12 and 1. They're a good team. I don't know if it's him. (laughs) How many people do you think that are voters think like that? I say 90% of the voters think like that. Well, Hertz is on a really good team like Max. Mac Jones was on when he was at Alabama. Or they tried that narrative with Joe Burrow like that. Just saying, man. 12 and 1. Yeah, Nicole. Great team. Great team achievement. Not a Hertz achievement. Well, he's part of the team. He's part of the 22 or 53. A significant part of it, too. Congratulations. How about him? Was he 10th in passing? Is Parsons good? That defense is good. Drew, I think Parsons got his ass handed to him by Lane Johnson when Lane was in the game. I think the only thing he didn't do was bend him over. I mean, (laughs) I thought Lane Johnson kicked his ass. And then when Driscoll went in, He made some more of an impact, but I thought Lane beat the shit out of him. I didn't, hey, I didn't think that Michael Parsons was a force against the Eagles in the first one at the link. 12 and 1, Peter. Nice team award. That's what Michael Parsons says. Congratulations. It's not a Jalen award. And it's not a Jalen accomplishment. It's a team accomplishment. That's what Parsons is saying. That's not a Jalen Hurts achievement. I think it absolutely is, actually. I, and he's a major reason. There. But, you know, 12-1, baby. Great team accomplishment. Not a Jalen Hurts accomplishment. <laughs> oh, man. Fields ripped Parsons up. Hey, by the way, Drew. How about this one? So, the Bears are the number one running attack in the NFL versus one of the shittiest tackling teams in the NFL. Interesting. 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 Yeah. And they've kind of improved on their run defense. Interesting. 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 Uh, 
Interesting. I never said anything of the sorts, Kelly. Michael Parsons is LT. <laughs> LT what? <laughs> the Lawrence Taylor? Um, absolutely not. 12-1, baby. Great team accomplishment. Eagles got a really good team accomplishment. Yes, sir. Bears, baby. Number number wing attack. Interesting. Interesting. Huh. Eagles not a very good running team or run defense team. Huh. Interesting. 12 and 1. I love that team accomplishment. See, Nicole, that's why I picked you to go to the Super Bowl. Because of your good team accomplishment. Your quarterback, like Micah says, he thinks Micah Parsons thinks that Jalen Hurts is the caboose. <laughs> Not the engine. I'm, what? Wait, wait, watch this. Do I agree with him? I don't think he's a caboose. I think he's like the second engine. You know, you see engines, you got one, two engines, and three engines carrying a big line of cars behind, and you got the caboose. Last year, he was the caboose. I don't think he's the caboose this year. This year, he's kind of like the second. He's the second car in the engine. That's what I... Identity, 12 and 1, great team accomplishment. Great team accomplishment. Jalen Hurts, MVP, not happening. On December 14th, not happening. Now, December 24th, after that game is played, he'll either be a serious contender for the actual vote instead of the conversation, or he won't. They lose. He's finished. All or nothing. That's how it'll be. That will be eight and three versus the Eagles. He would have pushed their heads in again. Do, do I think that happens? I told you yesterday. No. Oh, tease. Wait a minute. That's not me, tease. Michael Parsons said it. I think you're going to beat the Cowboys. I think you're going to beat him. You got the wrong dude. You got the wrong guy. Parsons is the one calling your guy a fraud. Not me. Hey, he's going for the ride. Oh. I hear everyone going, that's ah, really not that much shit. Dude, when you say it's the team and not you, that's a shot. That's a shot. I don't care how you want to slice it up. Is it a big shot? Yeah, it's a big shot. How could you be an MVP candidate and the defensive player of the year candidate and he thinks he's the MVP candidate, Michael Parsons, looks at your guy and goes, I don't know, man. I don't think that guy's that good. Yeah, you're right. That's not a shot. 
Tell you what, if I was Lane Johnson and Landon Dickerson, dude, I'd be looking for that guy out there Christmas. No, hey, I'm going to try to do that kind of shit, but I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what, man. I'd be looking for that guy, and I'd want that guy looking out his porthole in his helmet. I'd be looking for that, dude. You better have your head on a swivel for that game. You better have your head on a swivel. By the way, Tom Thayer will join as part of the broadcast team for the Chicago Bears. That'll be at 5.30 Eastern time. He's also a former member of the 85 Bears. We'll talk to him about Justin Fields. They can't stop Hurts. <laughs> You're right. Fields and the 3-10 and 10 Bears. Another outstanding opponent. That's what Parsons... Parsons took the biggest dump on you. <whistles> Dude, those nine picks, Maniac. Hey, media don't see those picks. They see the wins. But I see the Green Bay loss. Maniac, I'm with you. Interceptions don't matter. TV ratings do. Man, I hate to have to do this to you. Yeah, they, the Eagles and their quarterback should win the MVP and be in the – dude, NFL don't want that. You want to know why the media doesn't like you, Philly? Because the NFL doesn't. You're not a sexy team. I think it's wrong. I think there's great storylines everywhere on that team this year. I really do. But they don't watch you. Why? Because the Cowboys and their media train is on every national network. Why don't they like us? you got Cowboys plastered everywhere. Michael Irvin is on ESPN saying, the Cowboys are the best. God are going to lay his butt out on a chip block. Got you in there. Thank you, brother. Hollywood. Jerry Jones doesn't give a shit about winning Super Bowls. Jerry Jones cares about what? What's more important to Jerry Jones? That dude's got three Super Bowl rings. You know what Jerry Jones cares about? Value of his team increasing every year. And how do you do that? Public exposure. Remember, hey, Xander, do you remember what David Hill, the creator of Fox Sports, said on this network? Remember what he said? Jerry goes, I got to rein this shit in, man. Guys are doing this and that. David Hill, who was the president of Fox and created the NFL on Fox, went like this, don't you dare touch my Cowboys. Don't you dare touch my Cowboys. Oh. Why don't they like us in Philly? Because you're not a factor to the league when it comes to ratings. Even though, no, I'll take that back. Do you know how important you are to the NFL next week? The National Football League throws breadcrumbs at Eagle fans by propping up the Cowboys. 
and it pisses everyone in Philly off. And you're going to be, you're going to be foaming at the mouth. The Cowboys are not better than us. You're right. Their, their quarterback's not better than ours. You're right. But that's not what's happening. Hey, by the way, I think there's a good chance the Cowboys can drop that egg on Jacksonville this weekend. I think there's a I think Trevor Lawrence is actually playing pretty good ball the last couple weeks. Kudos to Doug Peterson. Why do I have to be the only guy to point this out? You see, other shows and other media people, they tell you the truth. That has nothing to do with how the league runs itself. They don't deal in truth. They deal in illusion. They deal with the the wave and the winds of social media. Have you ever seen a commissioner in your life legislate the league based on Twitter? What was the running back's name? Ray Rice. He gets two-game suspension for beating a woman's ass up. Hey, what is that? He gets led. A guy smokes weed. Gets They suspended him for the rest of his life. See, I told you this yesterday, and I'm going to continue to tell you this today. Telling people the truth hurts more than lying to them. And that's what some of you in here are dealing with. We tell you the truth, and you don't like to hear it. Your guy's not winning nothing. Now, I know those men who vote MVP. Keep bringing up 12-1. You don't understand. Don't you get the defensive player of the year? Michael Parsons is telling you exactly what you post all the time. 12-1. It's a team award. It ain't a Jalen award. No, you don't. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll name me one thing I lied to you about since I've been on the air. One thing. Hurts is winning the Super Bowl. Hey, Shakira, that'd be great. Hasn't won anything yet. Cooper Rush. Hey, East Canada, keep lying to you. Jalen Hurts will win the Super Bowl. This is a business, and they're all, you're all crooked. You're all crooked. Really? What does MVP get? At MB, hey, wait, what is this? Big Sills is the guy who said that Lamar Jackson is a bum and would never. I did say that, and I completely came out and said I was wrong. And because he won it unanimously. This guy's a hater. I'm not a hater. Once again. You don't like the truth, lady. You like to be lied to. It's all good. Most people like to be lied to. Hey, things are great. You're the best. Love you. Then when they walk away from you, they talk behind your back all the time. 70% of people in this country do that. Most of the people in the world are C students. (laughs) Don't you know that? Oh, lie. Hey, watch this. Here's the truth. 
dude, Sills, you don't really think that Jalen's not a contender, do you? Jalen is a good conversation piece, but they'll never give it to him. They'll, they'll give it to Burrow or anyone else, Mahomes. Why? Well, you know, they don't really talk about team awards and team records with MVP. And Jalen is not in the conversation as the best player in the league. He's not. He's not the best player. Dual threat. Be like watching a Conference USA game on Sunday between Justin Fields and Jalen Hurts. Seriously. Be like watching Bowling Green versus Miami of Ohio. <laughs> Be like 88 runs in that game. How many passes? Four. <laughs> what, what, are you, what are you talking about? What? Yeah, no, it'll be 88 run runs in the game. And it'll be about 700 yards rushing because the Eagles can't tackle. Well, they're better the last couple of weeks because, of course, they got the guys out of the sub shop. Yeah. <laughs> Can you be positive about the birds for two minutes? Omar. I said you're beating Dallas. I said that you guys don't have days off. Jalen's playing MVP. Why are you mad at me for what Micah Parsons said? <laughs> He's just echoing what everyone in the league is saying about your boy. Dude, I got to tell you, man. I some people, hey, Xander doesn't really like the acquire. I like that shot they put at him. Hey, Mike. Hey, Mike Parsons. <laughs> Dude, that's a really good, subtle troll move. That'd be, hey, that'd be like somebody going, hey, Bob Cilio, really? <laughs> okay. Hey, David Cilio. That'd <laughs> be like, what? I thought that was a really good shot by the Inquirer, man. Hey, Mike. Mike Parsons. No, no, no. Mike, uh. Nothing more disrespectful than disrespecting a guy's first name and not getting it right. Media people know that. Subtly done by the Inquirer. Kudos to you, man. Holy cow, that was really well done. Dan, just a question. Yesterday you mentioned not holding it against a team, beating a team without their quarterback. I'm not. Everyone is. But quite frankly, they are better with Dak. That's not really, I'm not, I'm not, no, I think that win is a big win. It's a division win. You beat the Cowboys. That's, that, that I know. Hey, because Dak Prescott was hurt, how's that on Philly? So how does Hurts improve? Solo, you missed everything I said to you, dude. You missed everything I said to you. He has. He is. He's not a star yet. Michael Parsons thinks the team's a star, not him. Michael Parsons thinks the football team is pulling the quarterback along. <laughs> I don't believe that. You're making it seem that I said that. I didn't say that. Michael Parsons thinks your quarterback's a caboose, not the engine. He's the trailer, not the engine. Shit. <laughs> Woo! Man, I would have said that a year ago. Not this year, man. Damn. 
Michael Parsons, shots fired. I'd be one pissed off group of dudes, man, if I was that old line. I'd be looking for that guy. You talk shit on my guy? Bro, and if I was a defensive player, well, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do to Dak. You think Dak got hurt one time? Don't let that guy be standing around a pile because he'll be looking out of his ear hole also. He'll think he's in a submarine. Dude, how did that hole get over here? <laughs> this guy will think he's a U-boat commander. Dak, you keep doing that. You're going to be a U-boat commander. He's looking out of a porthole. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to come looking for you, homie. I'm going to come looking for you. That's some big shit, man. Damn. <laughs> oh, man. Took a complete dump on your MVP candidate. Parsons will eat crow? Shit, man, I thought he ate crow last time when Lane was beating him up. I thought Lane beat him up. But you're acting like Parsons' word is, that's the narrative, bro. Anthony, that's the narrative and how they see Jalen across the league. No media, dude, nobody talks about Philly, which means your guy's not getting any run for MVP anywhere across the country. Yeah, but that's not right. No shit. Nobody watches Philly. They use you for reaction to Dallas. Dallas fans are the most delusional fans on the planet. Three wins in 27 years in the postseason. Really? <laughs> I mean, how is the Cowboy conversation bigger? Dude, that thing undisputed that Skip Bayless does, I swear to you, it's a five-day Dallas Cowboy pregame show. Jacob Sports, I mean, we 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 do a great job on the postgame show. Undisputed does five days of it. <laughs> By the end of the week, remember something, folks. You keep telling people to lie, they'll buy it. Because you know why? Most people are C students. And they don't watch you. How many times am I going to tell you? How many times? Baldinger watches you. What's the other guy? Ross Tucker watches you. Nobody watches you outside of that. Ross Tucker does. And Baldy does. Baldy knows what's going on. Rest of them guys, this guy, Jonathan Gannon, is one of the best coaches in the history. And you're like, dude, Jonathan Gannon moans and cries for everything and gets everything because the GM has the latitude to do it. I, I don't have the tackles to stop the run. They get some two off the uh, ice cream stand. I don't have corners. Go get some two. I, I, I don't have linebacker. Go get some Kaiser White. I don't have a pass rusher. Go get some Hassan Reddick. You know what I would do if I was a, um owner? Jonathan Gannett came walking into me. I'd be looking at him going, Jesus Christ, man, how much money am I going to have to spend to build the football team for you because – you couldn't put any exotic blitzes or anything together in Philly. They had to go out and get your personnel. Your schemes are not that good, dude. Ask anybody. He blitzed more last week. About time, dude. Only took you 12 weeks. 
just because they don't watch you. What's my game plan against Dallas, Brandon? You better tackle good. You better tackle well. By the way, is that see Jason Peters is going to be the starting offensive tackle this week against the Jags? <laughs> so you, they're, they're propping that guy up like he's a pro bowler again. I think he's a good – hey, no disrespect to Jason Peters. Guy's a GOAT, Hall of Fame guy. But I think he's past his prime. Cowboy media, man. They're propping him up like this guy's Jason Peters 17. Come on, man. I'm with you. I don't see it. I don't see it. Big sales. Big hate. How will it's this is this topic has nothing to do with me. This topic's Micah Parsons saying your quarterback is the caboose. How are you thinking it's me? They're saying your quarterback's the caboose. <laughs> hey, I have not said that all year long. As a matter of fact, I said you've won numerous games because of that kid. You got the wrong dude, wrong guy. You're making it sound like those were my words, which most people try to do anyway. What up, five-star? Five-star, you're coming in here, man. People are trying to make Micah Parsons' comments, Big Sills' comments. I actually tweeted at him. Go over to my Twitter page, at Dan Silio Show. Dude, I wouldn't be talking. You know what I said? Don't be talking all that trash. Lane Johnson kicked the shit out of you. How w- hey, let me see exactly what I said. You know, me and him have this back and forth. I took a shot at his ass. This guy's barking about how, like, you know, Jalen Hurts sucks. And, hey, by the way, I'm going to make a point to you guys about that, too. Here, let me, let, me, let, me, let me put exactly what I said here. Here, Michael Parsons running his mouth about Jalen Hurts. How can you run your mouth when Lane Johnson blew you up? Eagles, Cowboys, hashtag fly, Eagles fly, hashtag Dallas Cowboys. I wrote that and I, and I, and I tweeted it at him. How are you barking when Lane beats your ass? You know, he and I go back and forth. He knows I have a defensive player of the year vote. That's why. Hey, uh, hey, I'm going to put this out there to you guys and, 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 and Xander. I think you guys will be able to understand it maybe a little more about Big Sills. You ready? Okay. You know, I can talk shit on the Eagle guys. And I could talk about some of the deficiencies on the team. But you know what I'm starting to get? Somebody else starts doing it. It gets a little bit under my skin, too. Yeah. Oh, you're taking shots at him? Lane, beat your ass up, Micah. Hey, Mike. Mike Parsons. Lane kicked your ass. <laughs> Lane kicked your ass. Then old Jack Driscoll came in. 
And he, he hey, and old Jack, I got to give him credit, man. He was doing the floating buoy grab. <laughs> hey, hey, guys, he was doing the floating buoy grab. <laughs> he wasn't letting that guy get nowhere near the quarterback, man. Jack Driscoll was just holding on, man. <laughs> yeah. He was doing that floating buoy. You know when you see Jaws and that chick's out there on that buoy? That's what this guy is, man. And then when Lane comes in, you go under. <laughs> oh. Did you get the Jimmy G caboose comment? Where? I missed it. Drew says Jimmy G is the caboose of his team. Come on, man. Come on, Drew. Kyle Shanahan is 9-29 without Jimmy J. Jimmy J. Oh, and this kid Purdy? Holy shit. I'm working on getting Brock Purdy on. His dad is a Miami Hurricane baseball star. I reached out to him. I can't believe I knew the old man. I know the old man, and I said, bro, I saw your name. Did you play at the University of Miami in the 90s? He goes, yeah. I said, that's your kid? Big Sills knows them all, baby. I go, get your kid on my show. He goes, yeah, you know, I don't know if he could do it now, but I go, get the kid on the show. Get the kid. I want the kid on the show. He's like, I'll work on it. Boy, man, there's a purdy dude in San Francisco. How you doing? I could say that, and I'm comfortable saying that now. <laughs> Your boy winning the MVP. I doubt it. Seriously, the chances of Jalen Hurts winning the MVP? 200 to 1. Jalen Hurts throws five touchdowns or four touchdowns Christmas Eve. That number, remember what Chris Sims had <laughs> Jalen Hurts ranked at the beginning of the year, 28th. <laughs> Nobody respects the kid. They respect what he's doing. That's it, right there. People don't really respect him. They respect what he's doing. That's a damn shame. Because if they paid attention, they would see a truly great story. But they don't. They don't see the story. Oh, yeah. Maurice goes, yeah, that's why, Maurice. Everybody in the media always gives Philly the benefit of the doubt when it comes to awards. <laughs> Dude, I feel bad for you, man. I do. The NFL and the NFL media train uses the Philly fan base against themselves to prop up the Cowboys. You're right. Look at the look at the Eagles' success since 2000. If the Cowboys had that success, they would be all you you. It'd be Manchester United talk every day. Well, it almost is anyway. GT, 
I think Dallas, there's a chance they could lose against the Jaguars. I think Trevor Lawrence is playing good ball. Anthony goes, who cares? Clutch Sports cares. Clutch Sports, you think they care about this narrative that's going to start now? The defensive player of the year in Dallas is now saying that Jalen Hurts is not the main cog in the engine in the 12-1 and Eagle season. I don't know. How do you think that's going to go? How many more people are going to pick up that narrative than your narrative? Okay. I mean, right? Look at, look at, look at, look at 91 seals. The whole background is participation trophies. Yeah, they may be 91, but every single football behind me was given to me by a Hall of Fame coach. How you doing? How you doing? I, I I didn't have a jamboree coach giving me footballs for game of the year. <laughs> a Hall of Fame coach. How you doing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Bobby Six Fingers from Pensacola, New Jersey is not giving me footballs. <laughs> Hey, Sills, did you get that participation, Revan? You were in that track and field thing. Weren't you there at Franklin Field? You mean the pen relays? Yeah. Thank you, Philly. Oh, Big Sills at the pen relays? At Franklin Field? Yeah, it was a fun time. (laughs) Yeah, but that's back in the day. Uh, Jalen said, I'm keeping receipts. Hassan! Man, I'll tell you one thing about the Eagles. They got a hell of a pass rusher in Hassan Reddick. That little guy can rush the passer, man. Dude, that little guy is a hell of a player. He can play that little guy. The Eagles have like Sam Mills of pass rushers. (laughs) Need a Tokyo phone book to look you in the eye. But hey, man, he can rush the passer. (laughs) (laughs) hey seriously Hassan dude you need a like one of the big old ass bags of rice and a Tokyo phone book and be all right man he's all right man he know he got off the bus he got off the bus Redick is better than Parsons he's been showing up lately he's been showing up lately I just meant because you always love to say congrats to B. Cooper. Oh, okay. Jay Money. Just a little, you know. But end of the day, because Dak wasn't in that first Cowboy game, how's that a Philly deal? How's that a Philly deal? I can't help but Dak hit his hand in that Tampa game. What's that got to do with the Eagles? You beat the Cowboys. I don't care how you slice it up. But see, that's how to look at what the media has done to the Eagles. You know, basically, I got this conversation because I was listening to Sports Day, guys. I don't know how you don't give it to them. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Look at what the media is doing. Well, they beat the Cowboys because Gold Rush was the quarterback or whatever. <laughs> Mickey Gillies or who? Oh, wait, Gettys. Who's the lead singer of Rush? He was quarterbacking. Getty was the quarterback, or was it Cooper Rush? I don't know. 
Or is it Cooper Manning? Does it matter? <laughs> Cooper Manning was the quarterback of the Cowboys when you beat him. <laughs> Vegas disagrees. Yeah, okay. Okay. Don't lose that game Christmas Eve. He'll finish fifth. He'll finish fifth. When your number one award, when your number one intangible is 12 and one, don't lose. Because when he loses, it's all or nothing. Because when you talk about the other guys, nobody brings up football records. Nobody brings up 10 and three. Eleven and three. Nobody brings it up. Only Jalen. Yeah, he's twelve and one. Start there, and that's what Michael Parsons is saying. It's a team award. That's a team achievement, not a Jalen. And this guy thinks again. You know, he he thinks Jalen Hurts is kind of going along for the ride. <laughs> he he's going along. He's like a car on the back of a of a train that you see stacked there, right? And he's just going along for the ride. <laughs> that takes some scoongeals, man. I got to tell you. Two weeks out from that game, that takes some scoongeals. That takes some scoongeals, dude. Absolutely. Home field advantage. Mitchell, that's all that matters. Jalen is 32. Doesn't matter. No one cares. The MVP awards a popularity contest. I posted that. I go, hey, if Dak throws for five touchdowns on Christmas Eve, he's going to be in the conversation for MVP. Never. Oh, because the Cowboys are the most popular team and all the broadcasting networks have a Cowboy on it. Oh, you're right. <laughs> Okay, how about this? If the Cowboys beat the Eagles on Christmas Eve, Michael Parsons will get serious consideration for the Most Valuable Player Award. Yeah. Here. Let me shift off a of Dak. If the Cowboys beat you Christmas Eve, it'll be back that Dak's way better than Jalen, and Parsons will get consideration, strong consideration, for the most valuable player award. Because for them to win, he's got to be a factor in that game. Parsons has three sacks in that game at home at AT&T. Parsons will put his name in the conversation for most valuable player. Book it. Book it. He, there are two MVP candidates in that game, Christmas Eve. Xander, I never thought about it right now. There's three candidates. There's two candidates. It's not Dak. It's Parsons versus Jalen. And you got a full team of Cowboys. Wow. 40 million people are going to watch this thing. 40 million people. Better get your White Castles and better get your slippers on. Better have a couple logs ready to rock and roll, throwing on the fire there. Parsons versus Hertz. Part two. <laughs> Micah gets four sacks. He'll win the most valuable player award because they compare him to LT. And he's a cowboy. 
Micah Parsons is an MVP candidate right now. I'd say Parsons is outside the top five, seven, somewhere in there. He 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 beats Jalen on Christmas Eve with four sacks. He'll go to two. Oh my God. <laughs> no. <laughs> and Jalen will go in the toilet. What happened to Hurts? He's in Palookaville. <laughs> four sacks. Oh. East Candom, I'm saying that's what he needs. And he got a win. He needs four sacks. He gets a sack and a half. That ain't working for him. He's got to be spectacular Christmas Eve. He's got to be spectacular. Oh, man. Micah. Micah plays on the most popular team in the world. You guys don't, I mean, they're the most popular team in the world. World. Not America. The Eagles are the most popular team in Philly. The Cowboys are the most popular team in the world. Okay? And that kid plays on him. And he's arguably the best football player on it. You don't think he'll get MVP consideration? Okay. Because that's how they do things. The league loves this. Promoting Michael Parsons and the Cowboys? Shit, man, they're praying for a Cowboy win. Makes the NFC East more interesting. Think the people on Park Avenue are hoping for the Eagles, boring ass Eagles. Like this game this week, and I told you, watching this game this week, I think I'm gonna watch Conference USA play. Right? <laughs> Toledo versus Bowling Green. <laughs> 88 rushes. Man, not a lot to break down. <laughs> oh man. How many passes were in the game against the Bears? Four. Oh, man. Dude, that's a great one, Nine Lives. No, who said the one that said that? How do you think his teammates think about his comments? Not good. I'd be like this, bro, really? I got to play against Jason Kelsey, okay? I don't want anybody taking cheap shots at me standing near a pile. Seriously, I would look at Michael Parsons and go, you better show your ass up, guy. Because if you get me blown up or I get knocked out because someone's pissed off over there and your mouth ran and you didn't show up, you're damn right I'm going to call his ass out in the locker room. Dude, don't do that shit again. Calling people out, people keep receipts on shit like that, dog. You're damn right, man. If I was a guy in that cowboy locker room right now, I might not say anything now, but I'd be like, that dude better show up, man. I watched him against the Giants one night. That dude put a goose egg up in sacks and TFLs. You better show me something in a big game here. I'd be like this, man. Behind closed doors, 
So you open your face, man, and I'm lining up against Jordan Malata, and he's throwing pancakes on me, and he's hitting me late and extra late because you're shit talking. F you, dude. <laughs> oh yeah, man. That's how I think they feel. You're damn right. You open your face up like that, you better show up. Lane's got to be loving this. Dude, just another little bit of fuel for the log on the fire? Let's go. Dude, you that's the shit you live for. Oh, the guy I'm playing on is going to be talking shit. Awesome. Especially when you've had the year Lane's had. Especially the year Lane, Lane's had a fantastic. Watch this. The guy in San Francisco's better. Lane's had a better season. Okay? But it's hard to do right tackle, left tackle. Left tackle is by far more important. But Lane, Lane is really good. He's had a great year, man. Okay? Man, I'm like... Sills, I'm in State College, and even though I'm an Eagle fan, I really wish Parsons would have stayed a little longer. Hey, hey, Jay Money. He's just in a long line of tremendous linebackers that have come out of that program. And a lot of those, Shane Collins, a dear friend of mine, who would have thought that after our game years ago. But Shane Collins and I are dear friends. I love Shane. Okay? Shane Collins a friend. And we become friends, and it's taken us a little bit of time, but it's we become friends. Yeah. I want to talk a little bit more about that coming out party for Jalen. Yeah, boring. Your team's boring. <laughs> you want to be bored to tears? Bears Eagle Sunday. <laughs> 88 runs. Four passes. <laughs> 88. 88. <laughs> Parsons will be an analyst on the 25th. Don't be surprised if Reddit catches Parsons' sacks total. Yeah, you're right. You're right. The little guy in Philly's better than better than uh, Michael Parsons. Oh, yeah. Well, Jalen's got less turnovers than Mahomes. He's better, right? No, Junior, don't work like that. Sorry, man. Keep putting – hey, do me a favor, Eagle fans. Put up 12-1. and one. Put up how proud of 12-1 and one you are. Put up how proud – put up 12-1. and one. Go ahead, man. I'm going to take a time out here in a sec, Xander. Hang on. Put up that 12-1. and one. Come on, man. Come on. Show Micah he's right. Show Micah he's, he's right. Come on, man. Put that 12 and 1. There you go. Look at that. 13 and 1 coming. Look how proud you guys are. Look at that. Michael Parsons says that's a team award and not a Jalen Hurts effect. Says he's going along for the ride for that 12 and 1 record. Damn. Man. <laughs> he's calling Jalen Hurts the caboose. The caboose. Mm, damn. I'm going to tell you how Jalen Hurts can change every single bit of narrative on Christmas Eve. 
Don't forget, Tom Thayer, part of the broadcast team for the Bears in hour number three at 5.30 Eastern. We also have week 15. I want to talk a little more MVP. All this to come. God, great time of the year. Hour number two. Keep it here on the National Football Show. Post game show with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. fans on earth it's a bold statement but would you expect anything less from philadelphia 58 years of heartache creates a toughness a grit a resolve not found in most sure our prayers were answered but now that we've had a taste we're looking for more pondley hockey official partner of the philadelphia eagles Number one, Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown is rolling back prices for a December to remember. For a limited time, you can own, not lease, brand new 2023 Jeep Wranglers for only $39.95 or $339 per month. New Rams starting at only $39.95 or new Ram 1500 Bighorn Crew Cabs $189 per month. Zero down can deliver. Get the price you want, the selection you need, and the VIP treatment you deserve. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, big finish sales event. Did you know taxes could be your biggest expense during retirement? Are most of your assets in tax-deferred accounts like IRAs and 401ks? Taxes are historically low today, but we're facing significant headwinds in the future. Do you have a plan? The Thrive Financial Team has more than 100 years of experience helping people across the Delaware Valley with forward-looking tax planning. Learn how to shift your money from forever tax to no or low tax accounts. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to ocean. Number two, by the way, Xander, I watched that show I did with God rest his soul. Um, Coach Leach, wow, <laughs> have we grown up? <laughs> I'll just say this boy, have we grown up? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna help you out here in a second, but I do want to throw this out. You know who's gonna get my vote for comeback player of the year, Brandon Graham. I'm not giving it to Geno Smith. Geno Smith doesn't get credit for sucking for years 
and then coming back from sucking. That award means to me, comeback player of the year, something catastrophic happened to you like an injury. Brandon Graham, I'm trying to think of somebody else that's playing right now that came back and is playing great. This guy has a shot at double-digit sacks coming off of a, of a leg injury, a knee injury. I think he should be the comeback player of the year. Give me another guy. Let me think. Well, Odell Beckham doesn't want to play until the exhibition or the uh, postseason. I don't know. Give me another guy. Give me another guy in the NFL that you would give the comeback player of the year. Geno Smith, man, he's disqualified. Sucking doesn't mean you're you're a comeback guy. <laughs> you know? Well, he sucked for a decade. Now he's playing great. Dude, you don't get credit for that. <laughs> Brady Graham had an injury last year. He came back from that and he may have double digits. And what is he, 70? Right? I mean, dude, you got to give the kids some love here, man. Randy Grant deserves a Comeback Player of the Year award, in my opinion. Dude did a great job, man. Good for him. Came back off the injury. You know what's cool about that guy, too, Brandon Graham? He wants to remain an Eagle. And by the way, I think if the Eagles and Brandon Graham don't come to terms in the offseason, I think he retires. But he's one of the guys that I could see him doing. I don't know, maybe Fletcher joins him and goes like this. Hey, man, just give me whatever. I'll play one more year, and then we'll call it. He's having a good, too good a year, man, not to at least have a conversation about. Right? When you go like this, hey, you know, I mean, dude, if he ends the season with 12 sacks, if Brandon Graham ends the season with 12 sacks, I don't know how you don't do this. I'll tell you what. I'll give you three million bucks. We'll put incentives. We'll, we'll load it up on incentives. You want to come back. And if he goes, yes, I'm like, great. Great. I, and by the way, I want to invite him back. I think I, 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 I think you should invite him back. I think he's had a good year, man. I think he's had a good year. I would welcome him back. Right? Like, when you, when you look at Brandon Graham's season, you don't go like this. Dude, that guy has sucked. No, what you say is he's getting better as the most important part of the season's coming. I'll tell you, there's three dudes that are getting better. As you're getting closer to the postseason, you guys want to know who they are? Brandon Graham's one of them. Okay? And he's doing it on limited reps on what Xander's saying. Okay? And that's exactly why you're seeing Fletcher. That's why you're seeing Fletcher Cox, I think, you know, up in his productivity is because he's got less snaps. Dude, I'll tell you, the two guys on defense that are starting to play good ball as you're getting closer to the critical part of the season, your stretch run and the postseason. Brandon Graham's one of them. Josh Sweat's no longer Keith Sweat. And your boy Hassan. Them three dudes have picked their game up. The secondary guys have been playing great all year. You're not going to notice the big seesaws from the DBs, those dudes have been playing good ball all year. But the pass rushing has picked up, especially over the last seven games. Fletcher Cox, too, right? 
Fletcher's picked his game up. I think it was since the Tennessee game or prior to Tennessee when he played 70 snaps. Dude, he's been a he he's been productive. So, I mean, those three dudes have upped their game. Hassan got off the bus, a little guy. I like the little guy. I mean, 6'1, 238. <laughs> little guy can run, man. He can rush the passer. Hey, Jonathan Gannon, just do me a favor. Don't have him, like, covering backs and tight ends. He gets worked over there. Don't do that. Shit, it took you seven games to figure that out. But, hey, you know, Big Seals was here to point that out because the national guys would tell you Jonathan Gannon is the next Jim Johnson. <laughs> Only took you seven games. Surprisingly, that's, that's Jonathan. By the way, that's Jonathan Gannon's biggest accomplishment this year. And they're going to use that in the interviews for coaching candidate jobs. Because you know how they're going to do it? Two teams prior couldn't figure out Hassan Reddick. Cardinals and the Panthers couldn't figure it out. But the guru in Philly did. <laughs> and the, the blinded numbers that the Eagles have on defense. Dude, I'm going to hook you up on something here. Those numbers that the defense have put up have been against shitty quarterbacks. And on top of that, okay, I mean, there, there's no there's no quarterbacks you've played. Those numbers, it's really not really. I mean, I don't know. Just saying. Aaron Rodgers. Shit, Jordan Love came in and threw a touchdown pass. Jordan Love. Uh, Jonathan Gannon. The guru of gurus. Hey, Howie, I don't have corners. Can you buy me some? Doesn't, doesn't Jonathan Gannon sound like the guy who sits there on Santa's knee? I don't have any DP, Santa. I don't have any pass rushers. I don't have any DTs. And I need some linebackers. Santa, can you put them in my stocking for me? It's Santa, of course, is Howie. Yeah, don't worry. I'll hook you up. <laughs> I gotcha. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, Santa's, that's what Howie is this year, man. Howie's Santa Claus. Yeah. <laughs> Santa Roseman. <laughs> What's Santa's last name? Roseman. Sills, really? Yeah, you know, I know, I know, I know. Roseman, I get it. Santa? <laughs> it works, don't worry. <laughs> uh, you knocked out Aaron Rodgers. You sure did, Arthur. You sure did. The genius of Jonathan Gannon. Oh. Dan, did you happen to catch um, McShay's mock? I did. I saw the mock draft. He's dumb as rocks. Seals, apparently the Saints are asking for what? Their pick back? (laughs) Hey, I would be too. (laughs) Hey, Sean. Hey, man. Hey, um, if I, this is Mickey Loomis. Where's, where's Santa Roseman? He's not taking your call. (laughs) Yeah, but I want to talk to him. 
Yeah, well, I don't. <laughs> yeah. Dang. Can we have our number one back? Uh, no. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You want to give me? I'll give you that number one. I'll take your next two number ones for the next two years. Well, I can't do that. I'll be in the same position I was. Duh. <laughs> oh, Xander, that's what I said. You want the number one back? No problem. Okay? No problem. What we'll do then is take two more. Trade down. We'll take two more. <laughs> and, you know, hey, I'll have three ones the following year. In case your boy don't pan out. And you want to pay him $50 million. Good luck to that thing. I can't wait. Hey, dude, the worst the worst broadcasting we will do is when you pay Jalen Hurts $50 million. Because the team's going to – I don't even I don't even want to break anyone's heart. It's Christmas time. Uh, it's, it's Christmas time. I don't want to start breaking your hearts. <laughs> All right. Hey, Jonathan Gannon. It's a guru. Seriously, he's gonna he's gonna hang that lure out there for people. I knew what to do with him because I'm a guru. No one else can figure out what to do with him. I did. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. How he had to go out there and buy every goddamn guy. Look, hey, look at this. Let's take a look at this for Jonathan Gannon and his two years as defensive coordinator. You had to buy your edge rusher. You had to buy two corners, CJ and Bradbury. You had to buy the linebacker. You had to draft him a DT. You had to get him two other DTs. So you bought him how many guys? You had to draft him another linebacker. One, two, three, four, five. Dude, you got him eight guys. I mean, eight and 11. I don't know. <laughs> Jesus, criminy. <laughs> Jonathan Gannon. How he gave him players on a di on, on a tray. How do you think that's creative? That's called football. Oh, it is, is it? Yeah, football. Let's see what that schedule looks like next year. I'll show you football. When you have to actually play some people like Joe Burrow's doing. Beating Lamar and Mahomes consecutive weeks. Beating guys like... Josh Allen and dudes, Deshaun Watson. <laughs> a little different than beating Tyler Heineke and um and, and and Bobby Rush or Cooper Rush or Cooper Manning, whatever he is. Yeah, Sean, 1 800 Howie Help. <laughs> Howie, I need some help. What do you need? Hey, what do you need? I'll torch the team on fire again. What do you need? <laughs> Uh, I'll torch the team on fire. I don't give a shit. As long as we have a good old line, this thing's gold. Trust me. I can fit all them stiffs in. The quarterback's making shit. That's why we can do this. What do you need? Quarterback starts making 50 million. Hey, you know, I need, uh... <laughs> Watson won't win a game. Jeremiah. Jeremiah. How many times I got to tell you, Jalen hasn't won a game that matters. That could change on Christmas Eve. This will be the regular season MVP. No way. I'm not giving him 14 million bucks. I'm with you, Cilio. Howie has given Gannon everything except his damn socks. Dude, when Jonathan Gannon 
You're supposed to have good numbers. You gave them eight guys. You gave them eight guys. Holy cow. What else do you need? I mean, is that coaching? Or is that taking advantage of a general manager that knows how to make these moves and call yourself a good DC? Well, look at the numbers, Sill. That's the front office evaluating guys that come in. It ain't those exotic schemes of yours. And, and, and to go to Micah Parsons' point even more, Jonathan Gannon can't do it with Howie's draft pick. <laughs> hey, so wait a minute. Jalen's got the best O-line, the best wideouts, the best tight end, and the best back in the NFC. <laughs> Mahomes has no wideouts, has one of, if not the best tight end, and a suspect O-line. And he's got 50, he's going to have 55 touchdowns. Who do you think they're going to give the MVP to? Jalen, who's got everything? Or Mahomes? The guy in Buffalo. He's got digs. No running game. A decent O-line, and it's him. Who's going to? Joe Burrow. The reason they're going to look at Joe Burrow? Well, Burrow does something that Jalen wants to do. Win a conference title. He's the reigning conference champion. And that Bengal team may actually get back to a Super Bowl again. He's done it. Your guy was smoked by Tom Brady. Who doesn't even want to be in Tampa anymore? But you're 12-1. and one. Like Micah says, it's a great team accomplishment, 12-1. and one. Keep posting that. You, 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 you go right into the narrative on what everyone is saying nationally about the Eagles. Jalen's a caboose rider. I don't believe that. I do not. I do not believe that. I couldn't believe that came out of Michael Parsons' mouth. <laughs> I mean, it's one thing to say it after, you know, after you play him, it's another thing where you got a big build up to a game and you got another game wedged in the middle. Do I think that the Eagles will lose that Bears game? Not in your life. I think it's going to be challenging, though. They are the number one rush team in the league. You know, you can't hide behind that. That's pretty good. Okay. And you're not the best tackling team. So there could be some. Gap integrity issues. There could be some big gains by the Bears. They could score some points, too. They have only won three games. That still goes back to that. They got holes all over that team. But do I think? Dude, I think there's a way better chance the Jags beat them. I'm talking about the Cowboys. Okay? Hot take, Jags will beat the Cowboys on Sunday. Tone, I, 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 you know what? That would not surprise me. Trevor Lawrence, am I right? Was it Trevor Lawrence named the AFC Player of the Week? Didn't Trevor Lawrence just win AFC Player of the Week? So you got the, you got Doug Peterson with AFC Player of the Week and Trevor Lawrence playing against the Cowboys, and you got Mike Parsons barking at Jalen going, you're a caboose. 
I don't know, man. <laughs> Cowboys are calling Jalen Hurts a caboose. The leader of the Cowboys is calling the quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles. You know what he's calling him? A tomato can. <laughs> a tomato can. Yeah, man, he's got some decent numbers, but they played shitty teams, and quite frankly, it's going along for the ride. Why? You're trying to tell me that a guy has everything like that at every single position in the offense? He should have a good year. There's something truth to that. Dude, when you got all those components, why are we patting Jalen on the back? It's because of his improvement, I think. Okay? His improvement and how much he's improved since a year ago. Probably why we're giving him all the kudos, but nobody tells and talks about, hey, Mahomes, you this week against the Titans. No, 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 wait, wait, wait. Hey, against, uh, I mean, against the guy, what's his name? David Mills. You were great. Unbelievable. Nobody, Mahomes, nobody talks like that about Mahomes. Mahomes' coming out party was three, four years ago, that Monday night game. Dimes Jones. <laughs> Congratulations. That was a hell of a performance against a shitty team. It doesn't matter how many weapons you have. You either have it or you don't. Right, Big Sills? Tell you what, I feel pretty good about having a number one O-line in the NFL. A 1,400-yard back behind me. And Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown and Dallas Goddard as my offensive weapons. That makes me feel pretty good. I feel pretty good about that. Versus what Justin Fields has in Chicago. I couldn't name you a guy outside of Montgomery that's in that offensive huddle. Can you name me another? Oh, the guy they got from uh, Claypool from the Steelers. I had to go get the guy from the Steelers because... They've had nothing up. Allen Robinson, too, has been a dog in Tennessee. They got nothing up in Chicago except Justin Fields. Again, Conference USA game, man, would be great on Sunday. I, th- I think bowl season, that's it. The bowl season starts Sunday. Yeah, what, what are you going to call that? The tomato? Hey, no, no, I got it. What are you going to call that thing, man? Running for dollars bowl game. Uh, 88. Shit pool stinks. He does. Mahomes doesn't have a thing in the postseason without his weapons. Jay Allen was trashed without his weapons. Burroughs accomplished all you saying with weapons. And Jalen was destroyed in the postseason night. See ya. Nice job, Joaquin. Wake me up when he wins something. <laughs> <laughs> Jalen works his tail off, Dan. Congratulations for not robbing a bank. William wants to give people participation medals. Well, you know what, Dan? Jalen really works hard. Well, most NFL players do, William. <laughs> or you wouldn't be in the league. This guy works his ass off. I'm not sure what you want me to do about that. Yay? Hey, someone go like this. Yeah, but Sills, guy in Arizona does it. Agreed. 
Sometimes the simplest things are the most difficult things to do. So, William, to your point, you're not wrong. Sometimes the obvious is one of the most difficult things to do. You're not wrong. You're not. Second year starting. Yeah, Joe Burrow won the AFC Championship in his second year starting. Okay? In Cincinnati, with the shittiest O-line. You put Jalen Hurts on that team a year ago with no O-line. I don't care if you have Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and Joe Mixon. He's running for his life. Because he can't throw the ball like that. Again, there lies the difference. When you talk about those other candidates, and I hear everybody on our network and I hear everybody around, they don't bring up 12-1. and That's part of the narrative for MVP. Dude, you're making it sound like the Bills and the Chiefs, who have three losses, are like eight and five. Okay, they got two less losses than you. That's not terrible. And the guy in Buffalo, with all those turnovers, it's a testament to his greatness. They're the number one seed. 12-1. Michael Parsons right, man. Hell of a team record. Week 15 NFL, we'll look at it at the bottom down here. What would Kansas City's running game look like if Jalen was in Kansas City? He'd be the only guy running it. That's what it would look like. That's what it would look like. And you have Jason Kelsey and no one else. It would look like last year's team. That's what Jalen Hurts would look like. See, that's what's going to happen. Be prepared for this. Jalen's going to have last year's team. He'll never have this year's team ever again. Not when you start paying a quarterback. Someone goes. Someone always goes. See you, Miles. See you, Sam <laughs> uh, See you, secondary. <laughs> Got to run the ball. You know, the kid Boston and Gainwell are good. They're dudes. Sales, who's more physical? Travis. Jesse, I think Goddard's more complete. I think Kelsey's a great receiver. I don't look at him as a complete tight end. I think Dallas Goddard is. And in the offense that he plays in Philly, I think he's perfect. I don't think Travis Kelsey is a fit in Philly. Because you got to do some blocking. Offense is intact. Never be done after this year. It's funny how you only speculate the negative. Are you kidding me? Speculate the negative? What do you mean negative? You mean some player's not coming back because you're going to pay your quarterback $50 million? Did you not just look at what happened in Kansas City? Or Green Bay? When they lost their wideouts, I'm not, I'm not, bro. I speak from how the league acts, not by what I think. When you pay a quarterback, you lose Amari Cooper and you can't get Brandon Cooks. Yeah, but how he's a wizard. He's a wizard because your quarterback is the lowest paid guy on your team. 
Like, seriously, that's a great that's a great look. I'd like to know what he ranks on that team. Anybody could look. You want to know something about your general manager? Anybody can look good when your quarterback makes 1.2 million bucks. Zach Pascal makes 1.4. I mean, Zach Pascal is your like number four wideout. He makes more money than Jalen. Anybody can look good, dude. When you've got an open checkbook like that and your quarterback is making less than Zach Pascal. <laughs> Zach Pascal. All I'm saying is that Jalen has the weapons that the other guys had. You see the difference in him. Damn the record. It's the approach to the game. Absolutely. He's definitely improved his game and thinking himself around a game plan. He completely has. There's no getting around that. He's a really smart kid. And you could tell, man, he's been coached by some of the greatest people of all time. He gets it. He totally understands. But that doesn't win MVPs. I hate to do that. He's going to win a boatload of games, man. But he has no respect right now. No, no, no. I'll take that back. He's got great respect. They respect what he's doing. They don't respect who he is as a player yet. Dude, here, let me give you let me give you the greatest example. Okay? Let me give you the greatest example that I could possibly give you about Jalen Hurts. Do you know who the NFL players voted as the greatest player in the league today at the beginning of the season? Who do they vote for? Do you guys know? Who did they vote for? They said this player's the best player. This was in the preseason before the season started. Okay? Who did they say was the best player in the game? You guys know it. Tom Brady. Brady. At 45, Brady. That was by reputation. Reputation. They named Brady... Did you see what those linebackers did in San Francisco? Brady threw those picks. And those guys went over there like choir boys. And they went over there asking him to sign it. And they just beat the pants off him. That's how I know Brady wants out of Tampa, man. He's signing interceptions. Since when? He hates where he is. He hates Tampa. He wants out of there. They're, it's written all over, man. Chris goes, shows you how much they know. It's not the point, dude. That's why you guys keep saying Jalen Hurts has done more than anybody in the league this year on a consistent basis Monday through Friday and on Sundays. Correct. So? Well, it's not fair. <laughs> you, you're Philadelphia. You know that. The Cowboys will always be the Tiffany team. Sucks. I hate them. For that, I do. Joaquin, hate to say you're right, big sell. Watch this, though. You're going to beat the shit out of that team on Christmas Eve. I think Michael Parsons opening his face like that. Bro, man, 
I'm telling you, if I'm a guy in that cowboy locker room, I, I'm not. I'm I'm with you. I'm like this, dude. Why? How does that help? Like, if you're Mike McCarthy and Kellen Moore and Dan Quinn, don't you go to Michael Parsons and go? How exactly does that help us? Calling Jalen Hurts a caboose. Chalk it up. Come on, Eagle fans. Act like you know, y'all know. No one likes us, and we don't care. Bang! League feeds off that. Flex. Hurts' his new deal wouldn't kick in until 2024. Still going to have to give him a sign-up bonus this year, Flex. You're right. The salary won't kick in, but the sign-up bonus will. You're still going to have – and you're, if you're going to do anything smart, you're going to have to guarantee it. You're going to have to guarantee the contract. Three years, guaranteed, $40 million? Sure, okay. Well, there's a bonus to that. So what are you going to do? Guarantee all of it? You give them $120 million this year? <laughs> okay. A lot of things to think about. And you watch Howie Roseman cut the fat off that team. Man, that thing was not good. If they do do what I just said, that team won't resemble itself next year. Look at Bob. Big Seals, you trading Hurts and drafting TVD? I have no idea who you're talking about. <laughs> TV, TV what? T, who? <laughs> yeah. That kid's got a little more work to do, boy. I'll tell you that, man. He was dog shit this year. Better show me some more. I was hoping he hit the transfer portal, actually. Jalen is durable. Available is key. Congratulations. Hell of a take. <laughs> Hertz is under contract next year. Chris, you can start talking this coming offseason about an extension. The extension will kick in in 24. Yes. But the only way you get an extension is with the signing bonus. You put a deal together, not to do. So are you going to pay Jalen? So wait a minute, let me get this right. You're going to go like this with Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is going to make $1.3 million next year, and you're not going to give that guy um, a contract with an extension on it and a signing bonus and ask him to come back and he's the MVP. I don't want to play in Philly anymore. Sign clutch sports. <laughs> oh. Okay, almost don't count wins, do. <laughs> That's right. Wins that matter. Get Miles resigned. First dude out the door. He's going to be in Kansas City. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey. Andy. No, 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 no. Clark. Yeah, Mr. Hunt. There's a guy in Philly. Miles Sanders. How'd you know? Oh, great player. Oh, ah, okay. Miles Sanders is going to Kansas City. Eric Bieniemy, Andy Reid, going to Kansas City. <laughs> Miles Sanders in Kansas City with Patrick Mahomes. Holy criminy! That's scary.
That's scary. <laughs> Nobody watches Philly. Don't you hear it on the broadcast when those tools try talking about the Eagles? I shake my head. Even Troy. I'm like, dude, what, what, you guys don't watch? I never realized that until this year. Because if they, hey, do we not agree with this? Tone, everyone. If the national media was watching Jalen Hurts and the Philadelphia Eagles and Nick Sirianni and Shane Steichen, wouldn't there be more press about it? If they were actually watching you, how are you not impressed with what they're doing? How are you not impressed? How are you not impressed finding Joseph and Sue and not completely fixing the run defense, but I'll tell you what, man. It's not leaking like it did before. How are you not impressed with that? How, how are you not impressed with the coaches kicking that special team's ass in the gear? Outside of the black punt last week, they read them the riot act. There was no way you put Boston in there. I thought that was part of it. Remember what I said? Put frontline guys in there. All they do, no. Martell, they do watch box scores. I watch that game all the way through. Because of media like you. No, I try telling you the truth. You just want to hear cheerleaders telling you how great Philly is, and it is. Great fan base. Wonderful. No one watches you, though. If they did, there'd be more stories. Okay? It's about the Cowboys. It's about what moves the ratings needle. Jerry Jones tells you that every year. They've had three wins in 27 years, and the Cowboys are the most popular team on the planet. If that is not the premier team, what's the premier team in the NFL? Patriots with those six titles or the Cowboys? The Cowboys. If I lined up a 1,000 people, and said, who, who do you watch? You watch Cowboy football or do you watch Eagle football? 80% would say Cowboys. NFL knows that. They're running like that. But it plays into the great fan base. You see, when you got a fan base like the Buffalo Bills, another great one, and you've got the Jets, or you've got some, why do you think ESPN hated the Patriots? couple reasons. Crap's a Trump guy and, you know, ESPN is a liberal network. They don't give a shit about anything but trying to tell you who to vote for. Okay? And everyone sucks in America. That's what ESPN tells you nowadays. Okay? And everything is race baiting with Stephen A. Smith. Everything's race baiting. Okay? That's why they hate Bob Kraft. Kraft gets a couple massages. He's he, he's got a truckload of people that he's trafficking across the border. And you're like, that's not exactly what happened. Do you know they gave? Do you know what they gave Kraft at the end of the day? They gave him a citation, like a speeding ticket. People in the media at ESPN had him trafficking people across border lines, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, crazy. Hate the Patriots because they cheat. They never cheated. It's called gamesmanship. (laughs) 
Those that's jealous people. Anytime you hear someone say the Patriots cheated, it's jealousy. Well, they tape the, the they tape practices. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, and the, 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 they tape the sidelines. Yeah, I'm sure that played into the six titles. <laughs> I'm sure. Pat's never cheated. Absolutely not. Called gamesmanship. Like when Al Davis used to turn on the sprinklers, when fast teams used to come into the Oklahoma Alameda County Coliseum. You had a speed team? Never rains in Oklahoma in Oakland. <laughs> well, it did last night. Wait a minute. Where was the forecast? There's no rain. How come the field is soaked? Al had the sprinklers on. <laughs> That's a fact. How come my headsets aren't working on the sideline? Al turned them off. <laughs> Stealing playbooks out of trash cans. Shit, Jimmy Johnson used to do that in Philadelphia. Players would throw with... Oh, no, no. When they came to Dallas... And they put the teams – that's why teams have their own hotels now. Because the Cowboys and Jimmy and all them guys, all the maids would go in there and look at the players and see what kind of notes that they threw away. And most of the time, they'd find audibles. <laughs> yeah. It's cheating. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Come on now. Jalen's first to completion, first to TD. Oh, yeah, that'll matter. Yeah. Brady got suspended for it, too. I know, PSIs. I spent three years of my life with pressure on balls. <laughs> hey, I wish I could get those three years back because, you know, the PSI, one extra pound of pressure. I mean, shit. Then the next year they win the Super Bowl. Didn't matter. You know, Spygate, next year they win the Super Bowl. Did it matter? <laughs> Did it matter? Did you didn't that, didn't that cross your mind? If it was such an important, integral part of winning, how come they kept winning Super Bowls? Even when they lost draft picks, suspensions, they still won. No, they cheated. Oh, yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Brooks said they cheated. Of course they did. He played in Philly. He's a stealer. <laughs> of course they, of course he says that. Are you kidding me? Anytime you can throw shade on the Cowboys, you do it. He hates, he hates the Patriots and he hates the Cowboys. What a passion. I love B Brooks too. Oh man, we're boys. I love the guy. Yeah. Oh, by the way, Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve. Jalen's coming out party. The, the numbers and the records and everything he's done this year will be accentuated Christmas Eve. Remember I said that. 40 to 45 million Americans, media people, media executives are going to be watching the Eagles 
and that strong fan base, by the way, it will not shock me if half that stadium at AT AT&T, how many Eagle fans do you think show up to that game on Christmas Eve? Christmas Eve, Philadelphia fan base, okay? It's a holiday. Everyone likes to spend it with family. How many people you – I think there'll be a significant crowd there. Oh, I, I'm betting on it. Shit, after I saw Arizona and what Arizona looked like, I, I seriously, when I turned the television, I'm like, this is played at Lincoln Financial? I thought it was in Glendale. Dude, the Eagle fans are going to be nuts that night because the biggest Christmas present you can have is beating up the Cowboys on Christmas Eve and Jalen Hurts winning the Most Valuable Player Award. Okay? Look at, look, look at, look at Mitchell. Already bucked, bro. <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll bet you anything. That place is going to – every game I've watched that you guys have been on the road. Is this game at Soldier Field? This game's at Soldier Field in Chicago, right? 70% Eagle fans. Bear fans, pretty loyal, but it's three wins. Okay? It's three wins. And I don't know. I'll tell you what. People in Chicago and uh, Mayor, Mayor, Mayor Lightfoot or whatever, Gordon Lightfoot, <laughs> that she won't know what to do when she sees those Eagle people showing up. <laughs> Boy, man, he sees all them Eagle fans running around Rush Street. Not good. Going to come in here and kick your ass this week. (laughs) Dude, hey, Tone, Eagle fans are going to be at Soldier Field. It's going to look like the link by the the, uh, lake. Dude, this thing's on Lakeshore Drive? No, 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 no. Lincoln Financial's not on Lakeshore Drive. It's actually a little bit off 95. Dude, I could have swore, man. Isn't this thing near Lake Michigan? Is the link near Lake Michigan off the Dan Ryan? No, no, no. That's just legal fans making it sound like that. Hmm. <laughs> hey, I love Chicago, but Hoss, man, that that river will be green this weekend. <laughs> It'd be Eagle fans going Dallas week next week. Dude, you are not having, you're not having a letdown. Cowboys will. Lakeshore Drive in Candom. There you go, 85. Chicago's one of the prettiest cities on the planet. Just don't go there in the summer. I don't. Or in the winter. Okay. <laughs> hey, you want to freeze your baguettes off? You go to Chicago. <laughs> No, I'm not saying Phillies. I'm not saying Phillies not uh, cold during the, during the winter time too. But you go, you get that wind coming off Lake Michigan. Seriously, man, baguettes, man. Let me say this to you: the cannolis. <laughs> you, I, I don't like my cannolis frozen. Let me just put it there. Hmm. <laughs> but then again, it'll be a conference USA game. This will be his coming out party. This is going to be Jalen Hurts' coming out party, man. Hey, I can't wait to talk to Tom Thayer. Tom Thayer will be with us at 5.30 Eastern time. 
He's part of the broadcast team for the uh, the Chicago Bears. Played on that '85 team that won the Super Bowl, and everyone calls the best team in NFL history. And I think the best team in NFL history. That's a reach. I think that team, that 85 Bears team, had a really great season. And you could say maybe one of the greatest seasons in the history of the league. But to call that team the greatest team, I think you got to win more than one title. You got to win more than one. You can't be the greatest. The, the Miami Dolphins are the greatest team of all time. Okay? That 70s Dolphin team is the greatest team of all time. And you could make the argument probably the Packers in the 60s and the Steelers in the 70s. Four titles in six years, awful impressive. The, the Dolphins, though, three straight AFC championships, uh, two straight Super Bowls. One of those teams was undefeated. Hard to beat that. Hard to beat that. Hard to beat that, okay? I mean, they won three straight conference titles. They got beat by the Cowboys in the Super Bowl, then I think they beat the Vikings and the or the Redskins, and then the Vikings in the Super Bowls. And one of those teams was undefeated. I mean, Chris, 85 Bears. Um, I played against the 87 Bears. And boy, I'll tell you what, Buddy was so instrumental on that team and how great they played. Let me show you, let me show you something, Chris, about what Buddy Ryan did before he went to Philly. Buddy Ryan had all these pieces, Steve McMichael, uh, Dan Hampton, Wilbur Marshall, Ron Rivera, um, Gary Fensick, Doug Plank, uh, Dave Dorison, also an Eagle. Had all them dudes back there, right? They couldn't win anything to save their life. So Buddy comes up with a scheme, unlike your guy, Jonathan Gannon who couldn't draw inside the coloring book lines to draw a picture or to be creative. You see, Jonathan Gannon needs lines. Buddy Ryan could, he could, he could make a portrait. You see Jonathan Gannon as a defensive coordinator. He's a coloring book guy. He has to have lines set up for him. He has to have parameters. And he, he can, he draws in the lines. Well, but the great coordinators like Jim Johnson, those guys, and Buddy, those guys have an empty page. They're like, they're like Picasso. And they'll take what they have and they'll see something that you and I don't. And they'll go like this. Like Jim Johnson. Man, this guy, Hugh Douglas, man. He hates covering backs out of the backfield and tight ends. But boy, can he rush the passer. So they made a position for him. They made a position for him. And he went on to a great career in Philly. That's creative. Buddy looked at this guy from Baylor. And man, Mike Singletary used to tell me this shit all the time. Buddy Ryan would go like this. Hey, 50, you suck. Hey, 50, get your head out of your ass. I told you to line up here. Hey, 50. You don't get this shit right, son. You're never going to be a goddamn thing. Come on, 50. Finally, Mike Singletary went to Ryan in his office. Shit, dude. I can't take this coaching anymore. But Ryan took his glasses off, looked at Mike Singletary and said, hey, son, worry when I don't talk about you. 
Because you know what's going to happen if you listen to me? You're going to have a gold jacket. Now get the hell out of here. Mike Singletary said he walked out of there going, I'm more confused now than I've ever been. <laughs> I was like, he told you that? He goes, dude, I, I, I hadn't been doing anything right. I wasn't doing anything right. But from that day on, I did. But he took his glasses off in his defensive coordinator meeting. And he looked over at Singletary and went, if you listen to me, you'll, go, you'll get a gold jacket. Get out of here. Buddy Ryan telling you you're going to get a gold jacket. I mean, I don't know how many, how much more you could be motivated than that. You walk out of a building and Buddy's telling you that you're going to be a Hall of Famer. Buddy Ryan. I'd be like, shit. Buddy told me to get the hell out of Philly. <laughs> I don't want another one of you and Jerome. What, you could hang out with Jerome? Uh-uh. Buddy told me to get the hell out of Philly. I, I seriously, that's 16 and one. That's a great team record. Not again. Like Micah says, team's playing well. Not Jalen, though. Okay. Not Jalen. Hey, hey, Mitchell, here's my buddy Ryan's story. Buddy came down and saw me and Jerome. I posted a picture of it. Um, Maybe, maybe Steven. Or Bob, so he came down and saw me and Jerome, took us out to lunch. I posted a picture of it, came down and watched his practice. And Norman Brayman, I know you guys don't like Norman Brayman. Okay. No, no, I, I didn't. Hey, Anthony, I didn't throw the shot at him. Michael Parsons did. Get the wrong guy, dude. Stop doing that. So he came down, took me in. We went to Joe Stone Crab House. Buddy bought us, man. It was such a great time. Not supposed to, but he did. Anyway, it was first year, 86, when he got to Philly. Love you two guys. Love you two guys. Bro, we knew Jerome was going to Philadelphia in 86. That was in cement. The Eagles were taking him at nine. Norman Brayman had Jerome at his house when he was drafted. We knew it. The Eagles were taking him, but he wanted him. So I leave Tampa. <laughs> I'm making the trips around. I'm going to San Francisco. I went to Seattle. Um, I went to Dallas. I went to San Francisco. I went to a bunch of places. I was trying to figure out where I was going to play after Tampa. So Buddy gets – I went to Kansas City. Um, so I show up in Philly and sure enough, man, dude, Jerome played like shit on Monday night, man. He just was a dog, buddy Ryan and all the, the general manager and everybody go talk to him, talk to him, talk to him. I go, coach Ryan, how you doing? And he goes, I know who you are. Jerome standing right there. Jerome goes, here's Dan Silly. He goes, I know who he is. You think I want another one of you MFers around here? You see what that son of a bitch did last night? Played like shit. What the hell are you doing here? I went, okay, this ain't going to work. <laughs> I was like, I looked over at the GM. I forget who the GM was. I looked over at the GM and Jerome, and I went, you mother. 
<laughs> oh man. Oh man, I was so pissed. I said, you mother. Dude, they were begging me. I worked out. I think Jeff Fisher was the D-line coach. Does that sound right? I think Jeff Fisher, I I forget who the D-line coach was. Because Jeff Fisher may have been the coordinator. Man, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, dude, but I'll tell you what, man. I walked down in that, that locker room you guys had down at the vet. And I looked around, man. Water was dripping. The lockers looked like a prison cell. I saw where the equipment was, and I went, this got to be the worst facility in the history of the National Football League. It, the Eagles had the worst facility with the best defense in the NFL. Dude, it, it, was, it was the worst. I had never seen anything shittier in my life. I, I would think this. The, you know the guys on the longest yard where Paul Crew played? They had better facilities than you guys did. That thing was just disgusting. There were puddles of water everywhere near the lockers. I was like, Jerome, oh, look at this. Found my little golf tag with JB on it. Gone but not forgotten. I done. Look at that. I found my, look at this thing. It's just for his golf tournament every year. See that? Gone but not forgotten. Yeah. Hey, JM, you can have it. (laughs) Yeah, whatever, dude. Hey, hour number three, Tom Thayer, part of the broadcast team. Do me a favor. Please hit the like button. Keep it here on the National Football Show. Post game show with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. fans on earth it's a bold statement but would you expect anything less from philadelphia 58 years of heartache creates a toughness a grit a resolve not found in most sure our prayers were answered but now that we've had a taste we're looking for more pondley hockey official partner of the philadelphia eagles Number one, Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown is rolling back prices for a December to remember. For a limited time, you can own, not lease, brand new 2023 Jeep Wranglers for only $39.95 or $339 per month. New Rams starting at only $39.95 or new Ram 1500 Bighorn Crew Cabs $189 per month. Zero down can deliver. Get the price you want, the selection you need, and the VIP treatment you deserve. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, big finish sales event. 
Did you know taxes could be your biggest expense during retirement? Are most of your assets in tax-deferred accounts like IRAs and 401ks? Taxes are historically low today, but we're facing significant headwinds in the future. Do you have a plan? The Thrive Financial Team has more than 100 years of experience helping people across the Delaware Valley with forward-looking tax planning. Learn how to shift your money from forever tax to no or low tax accounts. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. National Football Show. Appreciate you guys coming aboard with us. Somebody sent me um, at the University of Miami some pictures. I think you like this one. There's me and JB on the sidelines, him hugging me. Jerome Brown, big sales. Let's see here. Yeah, they said, oh, yeah, me and him always did this, too. We always did this together. We would always sit on this, listening to Butch Davis, the boast of us, would sit there back in the day. We'd sit there and talk so much shit to everybody. He he would just talk so much shit to me. God, I miss that guy. Guy was great, man. One of my best friends. Hour number three, Big Seals National Football Show. Tom Thayer, part of the broadcast team, will join us at the bottom of the hour. By the way, Jerome Brown, doesn't he have his number retired at the link? <laughs> Every time I go to Lincoln Financial, I look up at C99. I love it. You guys are awesome to honor him there. We're going to talk week 15 NFL. I want to reset a little bit here. Steven, thank you. He loved playing in Philly. He loved playing in Philly for uh, you guys. What's wrong with playing football on concrete? Robert, only in Philly with the big rip in the scene at the vet? (laughs) Oh, nothing. (laughs) Uh, Look at Danny. Looks Photoshop. (laughs) Hey, Danny, you're not the only one that says Photoshop. My my daughter goes, Dad, you did not look like that back in the day. I mean, Dad, Dan, Dad, this guy is 288, and he's got a 14% body fat. Look at you now. I'm like, hey, so what I ate that guy? <laughs> so what I ate that guy? Give me a break. By the way, real quick, again, before week 15, so do you know what they're debating right now? Here's are Micah Parsons' comments on Jalen Hurts fair or foul? <laughs> oh my God. It took Micah Parsons to talk shit on Jalen to give him the only publicity he's gotten so far this year. This is the best thing that ever happened to him. 
Parsons talking shit on him with an MVP effort. If I'm Jalen, I'm like this. This is great. I got the Cowboy machine. I got the Dallas Cowboy machine now. Propping this game up bigger for me. Oh, best thing he could do. Hey, best thing Jalen Hurts can do is go like this. I have great respect for Micah Parsons. See, if that were me, I'd answer it like this. I have great respect for Mike Parsons. You know, I didn't see him in the first game that we played, but I'm sure he'll show up on Christmas Eve for this game. I, I That would be me. I'd be an ass bag. But Jalen's going to answer it like this. Get great respect for the guy. He's one of the top players in the league, and he should be into consideration for the most valuable player. <clears throat> I mean, really, I, I I would throw up, right? <laughs> look, 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 at, look at Xander, Micah who? You want to know how Donovan McNabb would handle it? Here's the difference between McNabb and this dude. Well, you, why, why would he say that about me? Why would he say that about me? <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to vomit on anybody. Why would he say that about me? Easy to needle McNabb. He was so easy. Because you know why? He was petty. And he was easy to get to. <laughs> Sorry. I did. Why would he talk about me? Dude, even Deshaun Jackson took a shit on him. <laughs> so you're at the Pro Bowl, and McNabb is dogging Deshaun Jackson for being the first person ever to be Elected to the Pro Bowl at two different skills, wide receiver and punt returner. He shouldn't have been that guy. Shut up. Root for your dude. That's why half your teammates hate you, Donovan. <laughs> I mean, you're not going to get that with Jalen. See, can I tell you who Jalen is? Jalen Hurts is everything that Eagle fans and Eagle management wanted Wentz to be. And they had wished McNabb had the character of Jalen. May have went further. Well, we went to five NFC title games. Yeah, I know. You almost got off the boat. You almost got off the boat. (laughs) You almost got off the boat. And then when the boat got a little rocky, what happened? McNabb shit the bed. Wasn't T.O. Guy who cost you that game was your quarterback. That <laughs> wasn't T.O. 14 catches, 140. I don't know. Broken wheel. How you doing? Five will always love you. <laughs> I love McNabb, too. He's a really good one. <laughs> yeah. Still one hell of a quarterback. He sure was, man. Randall's better. Randall's better. You imagine Randall Cunningham in today's NFL? Shit. Could throw the ball, could run. High hurdle. Can punt. <laughs> me, dude. And if, can, you, can you imagine 
if they had spent the money on the O-line that they do today for Randall Cunningham and got him a couple receivers like A.J. Brown, dude, man, Jesus criminy. Randall Cunningham was a great quarterback. Kind of weird, but he, he's a, he was a great quarterback. I'm a big fan of his. Big fan of Randall. Probably prejudiced because I played against him, and I know him. Now he's a preacher, I think, in Vegas. McNabb lost to Jake DeLome, or whatever his name is. He did lose to Jake DeLome. <laughs> oh, Jake DeLome. Sorry, but five was the best Eagle quarterback of all time. That's not saying much, dude. That's not saying much. You got one guy. You know who holds all your records? Hey, now, you know who holds all your single-season records? Wentz. <laughs> most touchdown passes, most yards. Maybe, you're, maybe your guy this year can uh, erase Carson from the tablets of the Philadelphia Eagle lore for the best season ever. You've had one quarterback with 4,000 passing yards. And shit, when's the last, you've never had, by the way, hey, how many, how many uh, receptions is um, AJ away from a hundred? He'll be the first one in Eagle history. How many, how many is he away from? Dude, that, that's a big deal. AJ Brown may be the first 100 receiving wide receiver in the history of the Eagles. Oh, he's 39. Never happened. Now, Devontae might be closer. Yes. Okay. Like 40? Four games to go, he's not getting 10, 10 a game. That, that record's out. You're still going to have no wide receivers in Eagle history ever to have a 100-catch season. That ain't happening. And I predicted that not to happen. <laughs> now, you might have – well, you, would, you, you ain't getting 2,000-yard receiver guys, too. Devontae has 66. He's 34 away. Eh. 225 to 1,000. Good luck. Good luck. 35 away. They'll never have 100 catches. Not happening. Uh, the two guys at 80 would be pretty good, though. Two guys at 80 would be good. Now, if it wasn't, McNabb was the biggest choke in Philadelphia history, five championship games, one Super Bowl appearance. Bro, you got to win one of them, or guess what he is? He's a cheap man's version of Jim Kelly. At least Kelly went to the Hall of Fame. <laughs> right? Two will have 1K. I don't think, no, no, no. You guys still think Jalen's going to throw for 4,000 yards? I'll give you guys a chance to condemn that. Let's see. I take Jalen over McNabb, all things equal. Yeah, me too. Me too. Guy had Brian Westbrook. I don't know. Tight end was good. There were some pretty good wideouts on them teams. Had a hell of a defense. O-line did not suck. McNabb had good teams. Jalen's got better teams, though. Jalen's got a better team than McNabb's teams. That Eagle team with McNabb probably had a better defense. 
they probably had a better D. Um, O-line's clearly better. Your running game ain't. Brian Westbrook, I've said it since 2000. There isn't a better football player that you've had in your huddle than Brian Westbrook. What about T.O. Sills? Played one year. That don't count, Junior. Brian Westbrook is your most productive player in 22 years. And by the way, where I compare him, he's a better version of Christian McCaffrey. And I think McCaffrey in San Francisco is spectacular. Spectacular. McCaffrey has changed that Niner team around. Shady was good. I don't think he's better than Westbrook. Westbrook was great on blitz pickup, could catch the ball, run the ball. Shady was probably a better back running and vision. And in the, but overall, Westbrook. Westbrook was elite. Absolutely, Ron. It was elite. Like, like McCaffrey elite. Like, um, who's the guy with the Rams? Marshall Falk elite. He was like Marshall Falk. Dude, the respect that Brian Westbrook has, I don't think he gets enough love maybe in Philly. I know D. Gunn throws a lot of love on him. That guy was a great ball player, man. I mean, in the last 22 years, you could make an argument, man, top three guys in the history of that franchise. He's a great football player. That guy could play, man. And he was tough, durable, never hurt. That guy's a freak show, man. Okay. Best. Hey, Sheldon. He was the best dual threat back. Now you got another dual threat back. The quarterback, man. That dual threat kid is good. MVP race. I just wanted to revisit this. Watch this. As of today. Mahomes, Burrow, Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, Justin Jefferson. All bunched in there. And like Micah Parsons says, well, 12 and 1, it's a team record. Jalen's numbers, like I said, they're cumulative. At the end of the year, you're going to look up and go, this guy's got 900 yards and 4,100 yards in the air. And he's got 29 touchdown passes. And he's 16 and 1. And I got home field. If you can add all that up, He'll win it. If you can't add all that up, he won't win it. He'll finish fifth. He'll finish fifth. Sills, I feel like McCaffrey's getting better in San Francisco. Got to keep him healthy, though, dude. You, you see what happened to Debo Samuel? Now, if you add more workage and you add more reps to him, on a weekly basis, what's the first thing you said, Xander, about McCaffrey going to San Francisco? By the way, your boy Howie Roseman made a bid for him. He wanted him too. I see why. That dude with Miles Sanders in the backfield would have been a terror show. But but San Francisco gave up a lot to get him. Howie wasn't going to do that. He wasn't going to give up a ton Carolina got a ton for him, I think. Okay? Gave up a ton for him. 
But I see why. First thing Xander said to me, you know what he said? The, can he stay healthy? That's a big deal. He's had a couple like foot injuries already a little bit in San Francisco. Now that Debo's out a little bit, thank God it's not catastrophic. That 49er team is going to be, I, I tell you what, they're going to be a handful. And I think they're playing the best football of any team in the league over the last two weeks. Don't get crazy. Are they better than the Eagles at home? No. I don't think Jalen's the equalizer. If Jim and Jay was playing, I'd take the Niners. But I got to stick with my pick, the Eagles going to the Super Bowl. Jim and Jay, Chris, Google it. I think it was uh, uh, Palacero said it. And also, I think the other guy, Darlington, said that the Eagles made a bid for uh, McCaffrey. Wasn't me. Those guys said he made a bid for him. Okay. Jalen Tossing better than Jimmy G ever has. Really. Jimmy Garoppolo, man, has been to two NFC championship games in the last three years. Once you win a playoff game first and stop beating Cooper Rush, losing to Tyler Heineke and turning around and beating Dyson Jones, those guys are bums. Those guys couldn't start in college today. <laughs> I mean, the final four quarterbacks that are in the college football playoff are better than the last three quarterbacks you've played. <laughs> Dyson Jones. <laughs> so I'll take CJ Stroud, even though I think the guy's a gimp. I'll take him over there. Bryce Young. Um, Tyler Heineke. I'll take Bryce. Okay, I'll take him. There's better college football quarterbacks in the college football playoff than the last four quarterbacks you've played. Dimes Jones. <laughs> Dimes. Uh, exposing your hypocrisy again. <laughs> Uh, Bryce is number one, Xander. See, the reason why Bryce Young from Alabama is going number one, because the quarterback position, you can't hit. Dude, you can't lay on these guys. You can't hit these guys in the pocket anymore. You could be a little, little tiny guy. You could be like Kyler Murray, or you could be a little, little guy like Hassan Reddick. You could be a little guy. You'd be a little short guy. doesn't matter. You can't hit them guys. And Bryce can throw the ball, man. And plus, I like his moxie. I like him. I mean, I, I, I hope he's six feet. You know, Alabama says he's 6'1", so he's probably going to float near somewhere six feet something. Okay, so I don't know. Drew Brees is six feet. We'll see. Hey, Jersey Dolphin, how you doing? <laughs> McCaffrey would fit in any offense. Boy, would he ever, man. He is special. So Christian McCaffrey, hey, can you imagine this? So Christian McCaffrey fighting the anti-race stuff when he was at Stanford. I said this on the air. People, you want to hear what my program director did? Call me in the office because I went like this. Yeah, McCaffrey's probably not going to win the Heisman because he's white. I said that on the air. 
And people went, oh, why would you say that? Well, he plays on the West Coast. Pac-12 games are on at 10.30 at night. Nobody on the East sees them. And there's a narrative about white running backs. I can't believe you said that. Uh, why? <laughs> why? Is it not true? Well, how could you make that proclamation? Bro, for 50 years, they talked about black quarterbacks not being smart enough to play the position. What do you think they're thinking about when we're talking about running backs? Yeah, but you're not supposed to say that. I was like, oh, I forgot. I'm in Snowflake, California. Smith <laughs> McCaffrey's a great football. He should have won the Heisman. McCaffrey's a great football player, man. I, when he was when he was at Stanford, and I'm covering college football at, in the West Coast. I told you, West Coast college football sucks. And I'm, I, I'm going like, this kid is a great player. Too bad he don't play on the East Coast. Everyone used to kill me for that. Okay? They used to kill me. I used to go, it sucks out here. Only Washington in the last 60 years is the only team to win a national champion from the West Coast. Not named USC. Mm. His dad was Elway's guy. Seals, so you think McCaffrey makes the Hall of Fame? No. I don't think it'll be durable enough. I think he's missed too much time. He missed a lot of time in Carolina. Uh, just too much time. You can't give that. You can't give a guy like that the ball 265 times a year. Look at how they're handling Miles Sanders this year. Hey, how many carries does Sanders have? This it's does Sanders have 200 carries yet? There's a narrative on white cornerbacks too. There's a reason you never see them. Tone, tone. Be careful here. Don't 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 be sills there because. Don't speak the truth like that. <laughs> Tony, you're trying to get you're trying to get places in broadcasting here. Don't speak your mind. Tone. Don't speak your mind too much. He's got 204. Wow. More carries than I thought. You got a guy who's on pace for 1,400 yards. He's only got 204. That's crazy great. Man, Miles is having such a great year. Hey, would this be fair to say? Tone's having a better year than A.J. Brown. Tone, Miles Sanders, is he having a better year than A.J. Brown? I think he is. I think he's having a better year than A.J. 12-1. and There you go, Michael Parsons' number. Jalen Hurts has nothing to do with the 12-1 and record. I'm, I'm just listening to the reigning, or no, excuse me, a guy who's going to win the Defensive Player of the Year award. Different roles. Thank you. <laughs> nah. Who's having a better year? Miles Sanders or A.J. Brown? How many touchdowns does um, A.J. Brown have versus how many touchdowns does Miles Sanders have? How many yards from scrimmage? Both have 10 TDs. You got a running back with 10. He's going to lead the NFL in rushing touchdowns this year, maybe. I think he's third now. I'm more impressed with Miles, though. 
They both have 10 TDs. I can't believe it, man. I'll tell you this. We're going to get Dave Wanstead on with us on Friday, and he works in the broadcast team with the Chicago Bears. And I'm going to make you guys – I'm going to tell you guys a story here about Tom Thayer. Tom, let me tell you what that Bear team you guys used to do when they used to come down to Tampa and play us. We would always play those guys close. You know why? Because the night before, they were over at Malika's. And these guys were hanging out. And these guys were partying their ass off. And, of course, it would always turn into, like, it would be, like, um, I mean, like, a, like 98 degrees. And it would be, like, 100-degree humidity. And every one of these bear guys, damn Hampton, and, boy, I'll tell you what, man, Steve McMichael is having a tough time, guy, right now, man. He's, you know, ALS and all that. But that Bears team was great. And I played actually against Walter Payton in his final game at Tampa Stadium. And these guys used to party their ass off, man. But I'll tell you what, those guys were fantastic. And that's where the Bears are trying to get to this weekend at Soldier Field. It'll be Bears and Eagles. And our friend Tom there joins us now. Tom, I'll tell you what, my friend. <laughs> Bottom line here, man. I mean, at the end of the day, you guys knew how to party. You guys had really a good time, and those guys really did some good partying, man. But they also did the most important thing. You know what that was? We'll catch up with him here in a second here. Um, They really did a lot of winning. Um, I, I, I believe Tom Zach and McMahon were the quarterbacks. They had a great O-line. Just an absolutely spectacular O-line. And so – you know, when you played against those guys, the guys on defense, they were so good. Richard Dent was on that team. As I told you, Mike Singletary was on that team. There were just so many good football teams. And I said this, and I've asked Tom this question before. You know, I've said this to folks. You know, I mean, do you think you kind of underachieved by only winning one Super Bowl? And he said, yes. Yeah. So, Fridge, hey, Fridge was a good player too, so – we're, we're going to try to run down our friend here. Hopefully, we can connect here in a second. Um, refrigerator Perry, man. Buddy figured out how to use him. Look at Mitchell, 12-1. and one. That my, As Michael Parsons says, 12-1. and one. That's a team record, not Jalen's record. Willie Galt was on that team. He was. He was. 35 nothing. You think they end up doing that? All right. Let's bring in our friend now, Tom Thayer. Hey, Tom, how you doing, my friend? Tom, you I'm there? Not, I'm not here. I'm, I'm hearing you really slow. You can hear me. I can hear you. Hey, Xander, not, let's see if we can connect here and see if we can get Tom here a little bit. and Hopefully we can connect here and talk with Tom here. Tom's part of the broadcast team now for the Chicago Bears, and um, he works with a bunch of guys there. And I'll say this to you about what they've done with Justin Fields here. They have started coaching him, in my opinion, the same way that they've coached Jalen Hurts. And they're utilizing, and I think Matt Eberflus has done a nice job of coaching him the same way that they're coaching Jalen Hurts in Philly. I think he's getting I, 
I think Justin Fields is getting better. Now the key will be putting pieces around him. That'll be the key. You need to build that Chicago team. And you need to build the Chicago team around Justin Fields the same way that Howie Roseman is building that football team around Jalen Hurts. Um, and I think they're doing that. Let's see if we can connect here. and Hopefully our audio's here. Tom, we good? Yeah, I, ju I just don't hear you very well, but can you hear me? I can hear you perfectly. All right, let's roll. Let's do this, bad bug. Hey, man, let, let's get into this here. Justin Fields. Tom, are you sold on him? I'm I'm being sold on him. I got to tell you, it's been a transition, though, because, you know, I, I think any quarterback in the NFL, no matter how talented you are, if you can't see the coverages, understand what they're doing against you, um, throw the ball precisely within the structure of the offense, you can play. If you can't eventually read defenses, have – you know, be able to make the changes according to the huddle call, understand where your vulnerabilities are in protection, but get the ball out of your hands. I don't know how successful you can be. And you know what? And this is this is what makes me think back. I, I believe during my career, I played against one of the best Philadelphia Eagles teams in history, especially with the Reggie White led defense in all the names I don't have to go through but they had a quarterback with a lot of similarities to Justin Fields and Randall Cunningham who could run as well as anybody on the field who had a laser arm, who could throw it a hundred yards, but was there a deficiency in the way that he would read the field in order to be the quarterback that we see from Jalen hurts and some of the other talented quarterbacks around the league. So yeah, I am, I'm sold on Justin's work ethic, his desire to be great, his team leadership, his willingness to stay late after practice or get there early in the morning. So everything I want to see in a teammate that if he does pan out is eventually going to get paid $250 million. Yes. But I still need to see significant improvement um, moving forward. You know, Tom, I'm starting to see Matt Eberflus and that coaching staff starting to do some of the same things that they're doing with Jalen Hurts in Philadelphia and instead of trying to force the kid into being a drop-back quarterback, and like you said, I think you got to win games in the NFL in the pocket also. But if you're going to have a dual-threat guy, he's got to be able to throw the ball in critical situations for you to win ball games. But do you see some of the similarities in how they're coaching him now? And part of that improvement has been that they're, that they're being more efficient in the RPOs. You guys are number one in rushing. Well, you know, the, the one thing they got to learn, though, is Luke Getze, who has come aboard as the offensive coordinator and is the play caller, he's not calling plays for Aaron Rodgers. He's calling plays for Justin Fields and the talents that he has. And when you talk about the Bears running game with Dave Montgomery, Khalil Herbert, if he comes back, and Justin Fields, it's definitely a three-headed monster that you better, you better take that into account because – if you do get out of position, Justin's the type of guy that can take a five-yard scramble for a 50-yard touchdown run. But when you look at what the receivers, the development of Cole Komet, they brought in EQ St. Brown with Luke Essie from uh, Green Bay. They brought Chase Claypool aboard. Darnell Mooney unfortunately got hurt. They went and made the trade for Nikhil Harry. 
So they put the pieces in place in terms of in terms of having a group of receivers six four and above. So they got the pieces, but it is about the anticipation of the offense. The, like I said, the structure of the offense. When you call the play in the huddle, you know where your the strength of your protection is, and then you know where you're most likely going to get an opportunity to throw the ball. And you know, Dan, in in the NFL, if you're covered, you're still open. And that's not that's where you know Justin needs to increase his confidence. You know, passes over 25 yards, which Mitchell Trubisky was not very good at. Justin is great at, but he's got to trust his ability to make sure the throw to the receivers, even though they're covered at times. Tom, why are the Bears three and ten? Why are they what? Three and ten. Their defense has been awful. And that's, uh, you know, they made the trade for Roquan Smith. They brought a free agent into the lineup at middle linebacker, moved Nicholas Morrow over to the weak side linebacker. And the linebacker position has actually improved. But they've got no sacks, no pressure on the quarterback. They give up significant amount of yards rushing. They have two rookies starting in the defensive backfield. Even though I really like these guys, Kyler Gordon and Jaquan Brisker, and then teams throw away from Jalen Johnson. And I'm not sure if he's a good cornerback or they're just thrown at the rookie defensive back. So the the defensive the defensive as a unit, they have not been able to create three and outs. They have not been able to limit a team that has a great running game to a minimal amount of rushing yards. They gave up 49 points to the Dallas Cowboys a few weeks ago when uh, Dak Prescott got back in the mix. So they're just not the defense that hopefully they will be in the future when new general manager Ryan Poles has some money to spend and he has a significant amount of draft choices. Give me your give me your take on Matt Eberflus and what he's brought to the organization and what he's done inside the locker room because it's a, it's a new transition from Matt Nagy. Um, give, give me a little bit of insight, Tom, on what you see the, his impact has been. You know, I like Matt Eberflus. You know, the first thing he said the first day he got hired at the podium is you better bring out, you better bring your track shoes. You better bring your running shoes because we are going to practice hard. We are going to practice physically. We are going to have high expectations for you on the practice field, even though we're not going to keep you out there for three hours. For the time you're out there, you're going full speed. And Matt has never derailed from that and that's what I really like because a lot of times you get these new coaches that are hired and said oh we're going to work hard we're going to be physical we're going to thudge you up at practice and then all of a sudden training camp gets here and no one's hitting each other and they're not practicing hard and so I like the Matt the the message that Matt delivered the first day he got hired and he's you know fulfilled everything he said to these guys but now it's you know, where, where do you go moving forward? Where do you see yourself in the draft? If they have a pick as, as high as number two in the draft, we're not looking for a quarterback. We're looking for multiple picks. So can somehow they turn that into a couple of offensive linemen and maybe as many as four defensive linemen? I, absolutely. I, I think that completely is makes sense, or maybe even a guy like a Will Anderson from Alabama to get a pass rusher in there. Um. You know, you, you know, Tom, you mentioned it with Justin Fields about his style of play. Can that style win a Super Bowl? And in your preparation for this Eagles game this weekend, your take on Jalen Hurts, 
do you think, and, 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 and Tom, I had this conversation all the time. I haven't seen a dual threat quarterback, and I'm talking like Justin Fields, Jalen Hurts, on, on, on a playoff run, win a Super Bowl yet. Do you think this style and what you're seeing and prepping for Jalen, you think they can win a Super Bowl with him? Of course. I think the Philadelphia Eagles are the most well-balanced team this year in the NFL. And so I was trying to put some comparative stats together because I wanted to see where they're at in terms of the 85 Bears offense and defense running game, amount of sacks they're getting, how many sacks are they giving up, what are their yards per carry, how many interceptions do they have? Because I am overly impressed with the Philadelphia Eagles. And I think if you told Jalen Hurts, okay, Jalen, we don't want you to run the ball this week. We, we want you to throw the ball a majority of the time. I think he could sit back there and fire it as, as well as any quarterback in the NFL that you think has a talented arm. Or if you said, hey, Jalen, let's toy with this defense a little bit and hey, run when you see your opening. Run when you see them in man coverage and the defensive backs have their backs to you. And I think he could probably go out there and rush for the amount of yards he did against Green Bay Packers. I am so impressed with the development of Jalen Hurts because I've heard so many naysayers talk about him throughout his transfer in college and into his early years in the NFL. At, here in Chicago, the big mantra is we want Justin to be Jalen. And so I, I think this guy can win the Super Bowl as, as much as any quarterback that you want to put out there from Mahomes to Josh Allen to whomever you're going to bring up. Well, you you're, you you think there's a, some comparison to that 85 Bears and what you're seeing with this well-balanced Philadelphia Eagle team? I, I do, because if wow. you sit there and you say, okay, we're going to run the ball exclusively against the Eagles. No, you're not. If you think that you're going to run the ball or pass the ball and let that defensive pressure of the amount of guys that you can have rush the passer from defensive line to linebacker, they'll eat you up. And so, you know, Throughout our time with the Bears in the 80s, we knew that we could run the ball well with Walter Payton, and we knew that what McMahon could offer us. And I don't think McMahon is anywhere near the athlete that Jalen Hurts is. But I do think there's comparative um, interest in the defensive side of the ball from Philly to that Bears defense. But like I was saying, in the Fog Bowl, <clears throat> excuse me, in the Fog Bowl, when we played against Reggie and Jerome Brown, and Pitts and the re and Seth Joyner and Andre Waters and the rest of the crew they had there, to me, <clears throat> that was probably one of the most difficult defenses we've ever prepared for. And you're not going to one-on-one Reggie White. And then when I've seen the way Fletcher Cox has played throughout his career and the other guys you have up there, I think your guys, that team as a whole, is, is as talented as a team that there's been here. Because, you know, no disrespect to teams like Baltimore – but Baltimore was all about the defense. They didn't have a quarterback with the athleticism of Jalen Hurts and what these guys can do from the running back position to the receiver to the talent you guys have. You, uh, A.J. Brown looks like a, he looks like a linebacker playing wide receiver, for <laughs> gosh sakes. I wish I had arms like him when I was playing. <laughs> hey, Tom, that's, that's some outstanding stuff there, man. I mean, high praise. Because I played against that 87 Bear team, and I got to tell you, man, you guys were stacked all down the line. I mean, even on special teams and coaching here. I mean, you know, real quick, because I tell people this, and, you know, I've told you this before. I played with Jerome at the University of Miami, and 
that eight, that 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 Eagles defense with Buddy Ryan. What was that like playing against that Buddy Ryan defense in Philly, knowing full well that he knew what you were doing on defense in Chicago? Those games must have been something besides San Francisco and the Ram games and the Giant games. That had to be some of your most difficult games playing against that gang ring defense. You know, you know, Dan, it's like if you go back and you look at the history of the NFL, why doesn't every team play a steady diet of the 46 defense like we did in 85, 80, 85, 86, 87, and so on? You can't play the defense if you don't have the talent to play that defense. And when preparation for the Philadelphia Eagles, whether it be Jay Hilgenberg, seven-time pro bowler at center, Keith Van Horn, 6'7", 315, 320 at the right tackle position. It was like you were on high alert for wherever Reggie White lined up. And wherever Reggie White lined up, you know that you had to have some type of double-teamed effort and concern for him. When you have that type of talent that can go in and play a defensive style that you really haven't played up to that point and, and do it as well as you know some of the 80s, 80 Bears teams have done – that's unique. And I think when you look at the talent that they had and able to play that style of defense, you know, more, more, more credit, more power to them. Finally here, um, any latest news on uh, Mongoose and how he's doing? Can you give me a, any update on what's Steve going Michael? on? There? Yeah. Not, he's not doing well. You know what? You know, it's unfortunately, Dan, is we're never going to sit here and talk about ALS and say, wow, you know, he's re- he's made some improvement, or he, you know, in the and when I go over there, he lives fairly close to me, so I get to ver- I get to visit him fairly often, and um, it's 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 sad every time you go in to see him because he's not improving, he's not going to get better, and it's only going in one direction. But there's an incredible support of his ex teammates and coaches and the Bears fans that constantly surround that guy with love. And, um, you know, whether you're sitting there, we're watching the docu-series about the WWE and the World Wrestling Federation when Ming had a big part in that. And he he still has the expressions on his face that of things that he enjoys and stuff. But, you know, it, it's just a super unfortunate situation when one of the guys that you have the most respect for in the locker room is going through this, that um, it's it's a sad state of affairs. And, you know, Tom, I know you guys are, you know, close as ever before, even when you were teammates, you guys are probably even closer now. So uh, everyone's thinking of him. Dude, I appreciate you always finding time for me. Have a great call this weekend. Thank you so much, man. And thank you so much for spending time. Thank you, brother. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. You bet. Great Tom Thayer joining us here, part of the broadcast team for the Chicago Bears. Did I hear Tom Thayer, part of that 85 Bears team? Xander, Tone. That might be the soundbite of the year. Tom Thayer compared the Philadelphia 2022 Eagles to the 85 Bears I got to take a timeout. (laughs) I'm taking a timeout. Hit the like button.
Post Game Show with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post Game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. greatest fans on earth it's a bold statement but would you expect anything less from philadelphia 58 years of heartache creates a toughness a grit a resolve not found in most sure our prayers were answered but now that we've had a taste we're looking for more pondley hockey official partner of the philadelphia eagles Number one, Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown is rolling back prices for a December to remember. For a limited time, you can own, not lease, brand new 2023 Jeep Wranglers for only $39.95 or $339 per month. New Rams starting at only $39.95 or new Ram 1500 Bighorn Crew Cabs $189 per month. Zero down can deliver. Get the price you want, the selection you need, and the VIP treatment you deserve. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, big finish sales event. Did you know taxes could be your biggest expense during retirement? Are most of your assets in tax-deferred accounts like IRAs and 401ks? Taxes are historically low today, but we're facing significant headwinds in the future. Do you have a plan? The Thrive Financial Team has more than 100 years of experience helping people across the Delaware Valley with forward-looking tax planning. Learn how to shift your money from forever tax to no or low tax accounts. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to ocean. Did you really mean that? He's like, yeah. Tom Thayer compared the 2022 Philadelphia Eagles. To... (laughs) To the 85 Bears. Warmer Sanders walks. Josh Jacobs signs in 2023. That sounds great. Dank goes, I don't know, 85. Dank, let me just put it to you this way. The 85 Bears are considered, they were 16 and one, or 
If I'm not mistaken, I think they only lost one game that regular season too. And they destroyed teams in the postseason. And guess who they destroyed, Dank? They destroyed the Giants and Montana. Destroyed them. I don't think they gave up the, 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 the playoffs. Watch this. Dude, that's some that's some respect. How many points did the 85 Bears give up in the postseason? Ten. <laughs> they gave up ten points in two games in the playoffs. Okay? That may even be the Super Bowl, too. Because they destroyed the Patriots. How many points did the 86 Bears give up? They only gave up 187 points total in 16 games. Oh, my God. Hey, I was there that night, man, when the Dolphins beat them. On this, when the Dolphins beat them that night at the Orange Bowl, I was there. Holy cow. Ridiculous stats. It's labeled under ridiculous stats. Postseason points the 85 Bears gave up was 10. <laughs> 10. That includes the Super Bowl. <laughs> Three games, they gave up 10 points. Man, 80, come on, man. You guys ain't the 85 Bears, man. Give me a freaking break. The 85 Bears. Get the kid out of the 80. Tom, come on, man. No. Well, wait. You think Miles Sanders is Walter Payton? You think TJ Edwards is Mike Singletary? You think Josh Sweat is Dan Hampton? You think Kaiser White is Wilbur Marshall? You think Darius Slay is Fensick? You think CJ is Doug Plank? No, I don't. Hurts is better than McNan? Yeah, probably. Richard Dent. Yeah, right. Brandy Graham. All, all due respect. Now that you say it, I do. <laughs> Ah, you out of your mind and you know it. No slay sander. No, no, no slandering Darius Slay. Okay. I'm gonna have to take a really cold shower after that comparison. I've never heard another team in how many years has it been? Almost 40 years. I've never heard another team compared to that 85 team. Maybe the Ravens. Maybe the Ravens. Jamal. Uh, with, with with Jamal, what's his name? He used to run for the Ravens, and they had that defense with Reed and Ray. I don't know. Oh, my God. I can't wait for the show to end. <laughs> Holy cow. Oh. I just heard a guy who I have great respect for. <sighs> wow. Crazy. 
2,000 Ravens? No. Defense is better. Jamal Lewis. Thank you. Jamal Lewis. Thank you very much. Dude. That's your buddy, Big Sales. I tell you this all the time. Okay? I don't, I don't get people on my program to agree with me like other stiff shows do so that they can jam my narrative down to you. I get people on that have their own opinions. You guys have me wrong. Why in the world would Dan Cilio get someone on to have a completely boring show? It, hey, I agree with you, Dan. I agree with you, Dan. I agree with That sucks. No one likes that kind of shit. I don't. I, I like people to go, Jalen Hurts can win a Super Bowl. Tom Thayer said it. Okay? <laughs> Was Tom stoned. <laughs> Even Xander's like, 85 Bears. Come on, man. See what I tell you guys? I got Michael Irvin coming on saying he's afraid of the damn Eagles. Michael Irvin, who you guys beat up with batteries. <sighs> Sills, at least you respond to people's opinions. Juba, without you, my show blows. Without you guys? We're talking to myself. Like I was on radio, like a jackass, talking about things nobody wanted to talk about. Hey, so let's talk about the Detroit Lions for about three hours in San Diego. <laughs> hey, Sills, here's a lesson. No one cares. I'd rather have you talking about a burrito shop. <laughs> right? I'd rather have you talking about eating a chili dog than talking to me about eating... Oh, let's talk about the Seattle Seahawks. <laughs> That's what radio... This is one thing that this format has done for me. It's re-educated me on what my audience wants. When you walk into a restaurant and it says pizza on it, they don't want to walk in there and eat Chinese food. They want to eat pizza. They expect something when they walk in. Okay? Sales. I, I I don't care about the Saints. <laughs> can, can 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 we get back on topic? Yeah, here's the topic for you. Tell Joel and B to stop crying, and don't don't point out the uh, Philly fans because they're going to take a dump on you. And you know what they do in Philly? They don't take a dump on you. They take a dump truck on you. <laughs> okay, Chinese pizza never had it. Might give me Ajita. Some of you out there will understand what Ajita is. <laughs> Cowboys suck. Michael Parsons, man. This guy's giving me content for the next 100 years. Your boy in Philly, man, is a caboose. Michael Parsons says he's a caboose. Come on, man. 12 and 1. 12 and 1. Oh, that's the team record. That ain't Jalen. What's he doing? I don't agree. I don't, I don't agree with that. I do not. Don't make that my words. Okay? 
Don't make that 12 and 1. Michael Parsons loves that. Michael Parsons loves the fact that you guys 12 and 1. Team. It ain't Jalen. It's team. <laughs> it's okay. We know you. <laughs> Shut up, Craig. He's my ass. <laughs> Actually, I think Mike. I, actually, I think AJ Brown played great, but I think Miles Sanders has had a better year. I do. I think he's ha- having a better season, in my opinion. All right. I appreciate everybody. By the way, Dave wants that. He's also on the broadcast team for the Bears. I got to play. Hey, I wish I could play that soundbite. Tom Thayer says the 2022 Philadelphia Eagles are the 85 Bears. Uh, be looking for that as a soundbite because I've never heard anybody compare that to that team. And he was a star on that team and a starter on that team. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. All right. I appreciate you guys. Happy holidays. This, this is really fun. I can't wait for Christmas Eve, man. feels like Christmas Eve is every day though. Right. Xander. Great stuff. We'll check you tone. Great stuff. Tone. We'll catch you tomorrow going three to six and we will see you on the flip side.